talking to your auntie's kidnapper episodes. I don't, you know, I don't know what this is. What is that? What is that? I just, I was following you. I don't know what that is. I was just clapping. Like, what is it? No, no, there's a TikTok, TikTok where she makes it clap, clap, clap. Oh. Yeah, and then they do like a little. I thought making it clap was uh, with your backside. Yeah, but it's like, you know. But other people just need to use their hands because not everybody yeah. has a batty like yours. <laughs> Get um, me out of blood. Hey, all the big titty mamas out there. Um, hi, I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here with Auntie Farah, Auntie Nana, and Auntie Shale. Sorry for our lateness. We've had technical glitches, as what happens in this scientific world that we're in. Difficulties. Excuse me. Excuse me. How are you, my ladies? How are you? Good. 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 Okay. Yeah. My neck and my back still hurt. Sorry for the hot water bottle. It's necessary. Um, I couldn't say my name earlier. <laughs> what? No, I was feeling really rough and I took a pill and I literally was like... Bleh, 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 bleh. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, but then I was fine. I had some sugar and it kind of boosted me. Okay, no, no, we need to explore this. What happened there? Why would you take a pill and it stop your mouth from working? Can we call the COVID people, please? The COVID people are probably the only people who would respond because a GP <laughs> is a myth. Yeah, for real. For any other ailments, don't even bother because it's a myth. They don't care. It's true, it's true, it's true. But that's a scary thing to look for. How are you, Auntie Sade? Sorry, yes, I'm fine. I'm, I'm ready to go. Auntie Sade is Love looking it. like she went to Ghana quickly and came back. Oh, like, the melanin is popping, baby. It's popping. It's the, also the colour of, color of the headscarf. It's very, very cool. It's just everything. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, She's man. Trying She's trying it. She's trying it. Auntie Nana, how are you, my lady? I am peachy. Are you peachy know. keen? Yeah. I yeah love, I'm, peachy. I'm loving the, um, the big old crystal. Thank you. This is one See, of I'm my loving the, I'm loving the hair that's going on. The the oh. diagonal of hair, like from Auntie Nana. The whole thing. AK. It's, it's, it's a Nana. It. You lot keep forgetting that we're a group. We haven't really yeah, yeah the Nas. The Nas, the Nanas. Oh, okay. I'll stuff you lot, man. <laughs> when your single comes out and we're on. When your single comes out and it's, it's dead. What would you say about that now? We're on Top of the Pops. We've been on the Fun Type of Show. Pops. They don't even do Top of the Pops. I know. They do. They do Christmas ones because I do them. But I'm not letting you in the building. <laughs> we could do Jules Holland, furthermore. Oh. Uh, again, I do Jules Holland and I'm not letting you in the building. Why would you hate on your fellow ones? This is a real tragedy. I just don't want you to embarrass yourourselves. That's right. all. I know what we could go on. Live Lounge because now Thank Ricky you. and Melvin are the hosts. I can Thank you. get in there. Easily, yeah. we can do yeah. three acoustic tunes. We've got I don't one. think Melvin wants you to embarrass us. We can sing, you know. That's what I'm no, saying. You can sing. <laughs> we sang at Essence, didn't we sing at Essence? And we yeah. sang at the Black, um, the Black Business Network, the dinner no, that we went to. Get, we sang yeah. at, yeah. Someone asked you to sing. Did you get yeah, Pardon? 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 It was hosted by Richard Blackwood, and he yeah, exactly. gave us special mention while he was on the mic, while we were singing. I mean, what does that say, really? 
Anyway, I feel like we got to play our game before we get, because I feel like you're yes. getting into our a bit and we've got exclusives <laughs> to drop, but we don't yes. want to reveal the secrets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go on, Sarah. Game All right. Play. So the game for today is Would You Rather? So the first one is Would You Rather Go to the Past and Meet Your Ancestors or Go to the Future and Meet Your Great Great Grandchildren? I would like to meet my ancestors. I think, I think I'll go to the future, you know. But I think I'm going to be in the future, so it'll be weird. <laughs> yeah, you're going to live forever. Yeah. So it'll be like visiting me and my ancestors at the same I mean, and my great whatever at the same time. I would go to the future because I feel like if I went to the past, depending on which point they dropped me in, I could be a slave or my ancestors could be a slave. And the way my mouth is, they'd probably kill me. So maybe not the past. The future, I feel, is where I would go. Because I feel like if someone was like, say massa, I'd be like, what, motherfucker? So, yeah. It says visit your visit the future or the past. So visit means I'm assuming I'm protected in a like in some little like quantum leap type bubble. See, you're you're doing what I normally do and you're no, like asking. it just says visit. It doesn't say that you get dropped and left. So you're also remixing it. Yeah, too. but even if I visited, <laughs> like what safe point from the minute that I was like my ancestors were in the fields, what was safe? And it doesn't say further that back than that. You could be yeah, going that's to like, if it was further back. If yeah. it was further back when we were back home, then yeah, I'd definitely do that. But you'd have to guarantee which ancestral time hmm. it would be. But I still like to convene because in my mind, well, maybe I'm remixing, but I feel like it's a visit. So it doesn't say that get dropped and left. So I feel like I'd, I'd like to convene with my ancestors at whatever point and just understand them better. Know, get some insight into our family forward. I get what you mean about a visit, <laughs> but I still feel like you could go and visit your brethren down the road and shit could happen. So I don't know, man. Go on, can, I, can, I, can I say my one now, please? Yes, Sorry, of course you can. You. I would like to go to the future, like back to the future, so that I can see all the technology and write down all of the future scores and everything, can know what how the world is going to go, and then I'm going to come back again and then be the first black 100 billionaire. So you'd be Biff. You'd, you'd basically be like Biff in Back to the Future, yeah. and you'd mess it all up yep. for everybody yep. else yep. can i intervene but it again it just says visit your grandchildren it doesn't say go and explore There's the great great grandchildren There's great great yeah. grandchildren okay okay so how like okay. mm. so, so that's probably going to be a hundred years forward okay so you're going to be distracted great 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 instead of talking to your grandchildren you'll be like hold on one minute babies just gonna go and check the technology and come everything show me everything Let's go yeah, yeah, yeah. and see what sports are being played. Who won like 80 years ago so that I'm then 20 years ahead? It's all about What it. was big after cryptocurrency? Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as that comes, I'm on it. Oh, best times ever. Yeah. Okay, cool. Next one. Would you rather have more time or more money? Yeah, more time. Can time yeah time. me too time i think so consensus time cool last one 
Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? That's like the time question, isn't it? Slightly. Um, you know, this is an expansion of the thing. You see, when you press pause, is everything paused and yourself too, or can you get on with stuff whilst things are paused? <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking of that film Click. Have you ever seen that film Click? I think it's called with Adam Sandler. It's a dead I film, but anyway. It, but I, yeah. When he pauses, he can go and do what he needs to do. When he fast forwards and rewinds, he just like when he stops, he's wherever. So he'd like, and then he gets like a gush of memories of what's happened. But can he do a do over? If he rewinds, he can do a do over. Oh, um. So, mm, so do over. Um, he wouldn't need to. If you could rewind and do over, then he wouldn't need to pause and start the redo. Because it's like being redo in the yeah, I think I'll rewind. I think there's more you could more correct that you can make, or like you could, yeah, you'd have more control if you could rewind than pause. It's just you could, I don't know, yeah, rewind. I, 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 I think rewind as well. I'd go with rewind. I, yeah, I feel like I could like to go and change stuff, but then also if I had time to pause and I could really get around and do what I needed to do, but I suppose it's very, um, I'm thinking very work wise. So that's the only thing I could really like, clear my slate, get things done, do See, loads. Mm, then I, mm, mm. I feel like rewind, but I feel like I'd want pause once a year just to mess with some people. Because imagine you could pause, right? And then like move people's arms in their face, you know, like yeah. in Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so like, someone's getting on your nerves, man, pausing you and then like, you put something in their face and they come back. They've got like pie in their face. I don't know. But uh, rewind is better. Yes, I agree. Okay. That's that. All right. Let's get some comments and then start the show. Okay. Okay. So, um, hello to everybody. Nicola, Mr. Tang, and Monica, Jeff Schumann. Um, we have people just saying hello to us. And Jeff Schumann says... Proper conversation from fantastic contributors. Uh, Nicholas says, ancestors for the same reason as Auntie Nana, but tell them to invest in Amazon and the internet. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Schumann says, I wonder what a cashless society would look like in 100 years. We're definitely heading there, aren't we? Yeah. And <laughs> Jeff Schumann also says, I would use a pause button every time I see Alison Hammond. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Um, who are we welcoming to the family? Well, it's my turn and I'm welcoming, welcoming, yeah, Damon Young, who'd be an uncle that we'd welcome from Very Smart Brothers. He's out after 13 years. He's leaving his platform. Now, what I'm not clear about is if he's leaving completely or he, because he still, he created it with, um, bloody, I didn't write his partner's name. He created it, co-created it with his friend, but it was his idea. And, um, but now he's like, he's leaving it. So I guess he's still going to be an owner because it'd be crazy to leave it completely. But he's no longer going to be the editor and all that type of stuff. And the reason why I've just rate Damon because he kind of introduced a black male voice into the uh, journalistic lexical, journalistic world, media world. And it was an honest, it was a real, it was the black man voice that you wanted to hear, as, especially black women like we. Um, he just introduced a really nice narrative for black men. And he was very, very real about his commentary about social 
politics and all that type of stuff. So he's finally given up, and it's, his platform's quite inspirational because I love the way they spoke to us directly and didn't give a damn about anybody else. It was like we talking to we, and um, they were bought out by The Root. Um, no, not by The Root, but they were endorsed or something by The Root as well. And I just really loved his journey. Very, very inspirational to me um, and the journalistics, journalists, journalists, black journalists out there and stuff like that. So thank you, Damon. Very inspired by you. Wishing you all the best. I know he's going to do well. He's done great already. Um, yeah. So welcoming Damon Young. Check out Very Smart Brothers. I mean, look at all the backstories that he's done. He's brilliant. Uh, yeah, that's it. So welcome, Damon. Salute. Salute indeed. So guys, what have you heard? This is where we pick a news story from the past week or today and we get into it. What have you heard, Auntie Nana? Okay, so <clears throat> I was perusing through uh, the BBC website and then came across an article saying that the um, Benin bronzes, um, Germany are set to return them. I'll just read the first couple of paragraphs. It says, Germany has agreed to, retu to, to return to Nigeria priceless artifacts that were stolen during the colonization of Africa. British troops looted thousands of artworks known as the Benin Bronze from the Kingdom of Benin in present-day Nigeria in 1897. Following auction, some of the bronzes ended up in museums and private collections across Europe. They held deep cultural significance and there is a growing international pressure to give them back. Berlin's museum holds more than 500 artifacts from the Kingdom of Benin, most of them bronzes. A quote from the current cultural minister says, we want to contribute to understanding and reconciliation with the descendants of those whose cultural treasures were stolen during colonialization. German culture minister Monica Grauters said on Thursday, adding that the first returns were expected to take place in 2022. Now, I want to know from you guys what you think about this. But also, while I was reading through and looking at various pictures of these artefacts and going through the British Museum, who also has a very large collection of them, and what's in the British Museum, I was wondering, what, what have Europeans contributed to art? Like, where are their artefacts? And I couldn't think of any because I've been to Rome and it's full of ancient Egyptian relics as well. So it's like, what has European added to the world kind of um, spirituality, uh, monuments? Like, where are theirs? If you guys could think of any, because I couldn't. But yeah, just general thoughts on that. Auntie Farah. Um, firstly, I said a while ago that England needs to give back their shit too. So they're always banging on about their monuments and we need to have respect for their monuments and this, that and the other and and, and that kind of thing. Of But, you know, they have British Museum and it's full of stuff that doesn't belong to them. The fattest the fattest jewel on the Queen's crown is not hers. So, you know, they've got a lot of things that they should be given back to. In terms of what have Europeans contributed, I suppose you could say, like, uh, this is the first thing that's going to come into my head, like the Sistine Chapel. 
like Leonardo da Vinci lying on his back for half his life, painting the ceiling and all that crap. Maybe that's what they've done. But um, they've done more pillaging than they have contributing, I would suspect. And in terms of spirituality, that's the only thing I can think. And that's only because it's in the Vatican. That's it. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I just have... I, I just feel like in this day and age, they should just return what doesn't belong to them. You know, give it back to the country where it came from. Let them benefit from people going to, you know, tourism, for example, for people going to look at it in the land where it actually came from. Let them benefit from it. I, I was watching on, um, there's a, a, a platform that I follow, it's called Know Your Caribbean, and today they had a, um, a piece of footage on there for this this gentleman, I forget his name, I'll put it in the link somewhere, but he was basically saying that he disagrees with reparations. He was an, a sir, and he disagrees with reparations because he feels like that we all benefited. And we all, he said, he said we all benefited and that there's no proof that removing these sorts of things from their homes did any real damage because these countries have benefited from things like our legal systems, our democracy, <laughs> and, and, and also our healthcare and our sewages. That's what he said. So he said, there's no reason why we should give reparations. And I, I just watched it and I thought, this is clearly a man that has no sense whatsoever. You know, for me, if you don't want to pay back money, fair enough, give them back what they rightfully own and also cut the debt. That's it. Those are my two things. They're not yours. It, you know, for, let's, let's take this for example. If we had some explorers and they went to Windsor Castle and they started digging up all the past um, royals that are buried at Windsor Castle, someone would say, say something. But basically that's what they've done. They've gone to Egypt, they've gone to various different places in Africa and they've raided it. But that's okay. And it's in a museum and that's okay. And we should pay to go and see it. And that's okay. Like, yeah, come on now. Auntie Shadow. Yeah, I mean, similarly, um, I mean, obviously, I'm very happy that they're giving it back. Do you know what I mean? Like, hopefully this is, uh, you know, other countries like the UK will follow suit with haste. I don't know why it needs to take for 2022 to give it back, like, give it back now. What's going on? Like, <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, you... Um, you don't want to like diminish every, everything. I think like definitely like the Renaissance movement and everything like that. But everything's influenced, right? Um, I think we can all agree on that. I generally think that the Europeans are really good on keeping records, like keeping records of the crimes that they've committed against all the countries, and they're really good at remixing. So they can take what it, what you have and then remix it. To, to to control people. That's what they're really good at. And I don't know if that, there's a name for that, but it's like, you know, having a book and turn it into a screenplay. That's what they're great at. I think it's, I think they're absolutely amazing at that. And they have been doing it for years. So I think that's what their contribution is. <laughs> I love you, Auntie Shadow. Uh, um, <laughs> I was gonna say, well, they're, they're, isn't that Stonehenge, one of the most iconic things? Um, they're, yeah. The Druids, whatever the case, that is their thing that they really hold on dear to. Um, and then outside of that, I did a quick Google of things that I would never even know. The sewer sword, 
I don't even know what that is, the Aberdeenshire game board, nothing has resonated across the universe. Uh, well, for me anyway, not much interest. I think Stonehenge is the biggest thing that I can think of, especially from the UK. Um, but uh, yeah, what was your first question? Should I mean, should should they give their stuff? Should Yes, they should give it back. What was your first question? Can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just generally, what do you think of this that they're giving okay. it back now? I mean, well, we not should... now, next year. <laughs> exactly. Again, what's it taking so long? But the only thing is, we don't want them to take them up and just dash them because obviously they've been preserved. So maybe that's what the extraction is. Or they've got to sign all the stupid, maybe there's a whole bunch of documents and legalities that mean, you know, that. Nigeria can't sue them, can't do this, and if they're damaged, you know what I'm saying? I hope there's no clauses in when they're transferred, you know, like damage in transport, in um, export or whatever, that if it's damaged, we don't, we're not responsible for damage because all that type of shit. Make sure that they get their stuff complete, intact. I hope people from Nigeria have come to, I know they were, we were, they, when did they come? Last year or the year before? To come and have, to have that conversation at the, um, about getting them things back. So I hope they had a clear, photograph of every angle of the artifacts to make sure that this scratch wasn't there and all that type of stuff. Um, but what I think the British Museum needs to quickly follow suit, I was just found another article that said how many African artists, this, this article is um, from 2019, so I don't know what the update's been since then, so that's three years ago. Um, the RUS, this is all in French, the Central, the Musée Royale l'Afrique Central Belgium, is 180,000 artifacts. The Humboldt Forum in Germany has got 75,000 African artifacts. The Musée de Caille, Bronly, Jacques Chirac, France, that's got 70,000 artifacts. The British Museum has 69,000. The Welt Museum of Vienna, Austria has 37,000. How very freaking dare you? And the, that guy that was saying, oh, um, you know, we, we don't need any reparations and all that type of stuff, we benefited. Let's ask these people, these people that own these artifacts or own these artifacts for so long. Let's ask them why they've held on to them for so long because of money. They've de they have been able to reap the benefits of these artifacts for themselves and the cheek of it. Not one piece of penny goes to these countries that they rape them from. They just sit in there multiplying their coffers with stolen goods. This is what the problem is with this country and Western countries that have got all these artifacts. They're building a whole tour. The way that people go on about tourism and the, 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 the way that these countries depend on tourism, coming to see relics and old stuff is one of the things that a lot of these countries trade on, especially those who are supposed to be visually, historically, artistically beautiful. Like the UK trades on its history, historic buildings. Vienna, it's Italy. You go to those places and the big old Sistine Chapel, all those type of buildings, they trade on that. And then they're peppering it all with our stuff in our faces, in our faces and not giving us the money back for it. And they have the cheeks have debt on top of it. That person, I want to give him a whole, he needs to come on his show and have a sit down and have a conversation with us and let him counter all these points that he's making because let us counter the points that he's making. So yeah, return that shit, man. I think um, uh, the, 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 um, the British Museum was talking about loaning shit back. How fucking arrogant are you to say that we'll loan you your shit back? How dare you? A lot needs to happen. I think everyone needs to follow suit. Give people back their stuff and now then start again. And it is that question. What have you contributed to the earth at this point? It's because like we said, give them back their stuff and fill your museums with the statues that you have gathered around that you say that we shouldn't tear down. That's what you should do. They're so precious, aren't they? You know, it's so precious, this statue of this slave owner. 
put it in your museum. It's called the British Museum, is it not? Stick it in there. Give people back their shit. Auntie Nana. Yeah, you, you brought up a brilliant point about all of the various different artifacts that are around the world. That There was another stat I was reading that actually it was like 2% is still left in Africa and the rest is everywhere else in the West. And really more than like the money with tourism, that's a huge factor because that's that's billions. But also I think that there's so much power within our our old artifacts. They know that this is what is generating their wealth. They know this is what has generated their power. You've basically removed everything that was keeping Africa sacred and was encapsulating our spirituality and you have it in your places and then you reteach us what it's about and it's false. It's like, and that's the kind of spell that they put on. They know what they, why they're holding on to this. And even Germany saying, it's not that they're saying they're going to give them everything. It's not everything. They, it's literally like they are returning a percentage because they feel that they should do now. But still, it's not that we are, everything that we have, that we stole, that we've purchased, we're giving back. They're not doing that. And, and Germany are leading the way. But the British Museum are still involved in Nigeria. So even the parts that are being given back is still being curated with the British Museum. So you know you're not getting the most powerful parts back. They're not giving you the stuff that holds the magic. Like they absolutely are not giving that back. And it's just infuriating because it's like, you really think that we're all that stupid. But I say this because sometimes I do feel that we are all that stupid because it's like there are mass marches for smaller things and not to say that death is small but when you think of what they're actually doing and the millions that died and got shipped away and and it's like that doesn't move people that you stole humans and stole their artifacts and have it in museums that should be outrage that should be outrageous to everybody every day like that's what we should be raging against this machine because it yeah, things like this just piss me off. It is, and I don't even know what to do. So I feel stupid as well, because it's like, oh, this is so infuriating. They but, should be on crime watch because they're yeah. handling stolen goods. Exactly. But what I was going to say is that the, the whole, the fact that they're even protected, that's what, what can you do? Because you, you, we will go to jail for trying to get them back, right? And, <laughs> also, and then they, and they create, and the, you know, like from all the kind of films about historical artifacts that are stolen and the power around them, you can't even touch them yourself. So whoever, like you probably use, you more than likely brought slaves in to set up the whole system, but you yourself can't even touch them because you're not putting them to you, unless I don't, I don't know what happens behind closed doors in the city, you know, I can't stand the city and underneath the, the buildings that we know are built by our ancestors and stuff like that, in the, especially in the London city. I don't know what goes on in them chambers after dark when they're doing their sacrificial situation. They have stuff everywhere. You go yeah. through the city and yeah. there's parts of ancient Egypt. There's like um, obelisks places. There's um, certain sphinxes. Like they yeah. have them on grid lines. They know what they're doing. Yeah. When you're in Rome and we had a really good um, guide and we were going to all of the, the, the fountains and he's like, so this fountain has an obelisk 
that's from ancient Egypt and it's over what they say is 20,000 years old and it's in line with a chapel and then that has a gargoyle on it and it's like they're just playing magic like why you have these all over the, your city and that holds billions like literally it's like you're one of the wealthiest cities in the world it's because they have our stuff that should be in africa and That's we're so yeah and we're so displaced and disconnected from our actual root earth soil and our artifacts because this is what keeps us protected right yes precisely and they and they have it all around theirs and all around them and they wonder, and that's why sometimes it's like, don't blame us for our madness, yeah? Don't blame <laughs> us for our madness. That is why we're struggling the way we struggle. And I don't want to even own the word struggle, but when you're displaced from your religion, you're not, you're not even religion, your um, spiritual practices, your earth that your foot's supposed to touch, that you're supposed to be connected to, and your artifacts that you built to your gods and deities that you're supposed to worship to keep you strong and powerful, what the fuck would happen? That's why they're so scared of us. Let's Let us not gaslighted. Let's gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's not forget there's so many things that we'll never know because they got rid of them. Yes. The stuff that they took and they put in the museums and they funded themselves with blah blah blah. They left, what did you say? There's two percent in Africa yeah. left. Yeah. How much stuff did they just get rid of? Yeah. How much? We're never gonna know. And this is what they don't get. We don't fully understand our history because you fucking tainted it. You tainted our history. Yeah. So you can trace your shit back, but yeah, it's just disgusting. Just give it back. Unless we just can get on that time machine and go and speak to our ancestors or be witnessing what they were up to. As you, I would, you know what? I'd love it. You made a point, Auntie Nana, about, I think it was you, about the marches and stuff. We should march into the British Museum and demand that they give us back our stuff. Why are you here? Give us back our stuff. And we should time it so that when the right time hits and the sunlight hits, all of us start glowing and we elevate. <laughs> That's when they'll know about it. That's what we haven't done. We haven't tapped into our, haven't you, tapped guys, into you guys think you're Killmonger or something. No, no listen. No. I, I was a fan of Killmonger. It's in my head. That precise scene when he went in there and he gave that and he was like, "Yeah, give me like that." No, that's not where you think it's from. You think you know everything. That's not where it's from. Listen, that's what came into my head. Let's find out because that's the part. Maybe that's what we need to do because I'm even exposing the situation. Don't worry, guys. I'll put a little kick, 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 kick signal and then you to meet me. Not yours. Oh, you don't want to give it back. Let me take some of your stuff then, innit? Let me go to the Tower of London where you lock your crown jewels and them sort of things there. Let That's me take ours as well. That's <laughs> And it's things that they will say, they, they claim, oh, it's just so We can start, we can chip off pieces of buildings because our ancestors built them. I can go into the city and come and knock a gargoyle off, take it under my arm. What are you going to say about it? Say something, say something. What's up? Yeah. Pick on. Let's get the statues and their monuments. Let's get the coffee. <laughs> Okay, uh, Jeff Schumann says the British Museum should be renamed the um, House of Receiving Stolen Property. Uh, he also, um, Nicholas says fish and chips. I guess that's like a, a European contribution or a British contribution <laughs> to the world. Uh, British artifacts are fish and chips, global diseases and legacy of Holocaust, created societies, America, Australia, colonialism, etc., don't get me started on the legacy of the empire. Would any of the aunties take an MBE if offered it? 
I didn't even respond to the letter they sent me. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Candy <laughs> <laughs> says they're good at fiction. <laughs> and Nicola said, yes, mine would be food based, <laughs> the hi history of tasteless food. <laughs> and um, ZW says, return everything and let tourists travel all over Africa and view them. And uh, Nicola says, maybe the history of hypocrisy. Also, you've got to have a very special pass to be a tourist touring Africa in that way. You can't even enter the building. You shouldn't be able to enter the building without checking your freaking spiritual levels. <laughs> we need to, like, yeah, no, 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 no. Anyway, uh, guys, did you answer? Would you take your MBE, OBE? You got the letter of a. I've never thought about that before, but no. Yeah. But no. you know what I feel before it was like a straight no, but you know what I feel like I would do now? I feel like I'd turn up and I'd be like, I'd get there. And then I'd be like, I don't want it. And this is why I don't want it. And I'd like in front of everyone say, It's tainted. I don't want it. What I want, and I make a big speech about what it is that I want. Because just a lot of times when people turn it down, you only hear like later that they've turned it down mm. and then people explain why. I want it to be a thing. I want it to be in the news. I want people to know then that I turned it down. I wonder then. if they have, what protocols they have in place to stop that. Because imagine, there must be someone's like, nah, man, I'm gonna turn up and say my shit. But has it been has it been thwarted or generally people have been too scared to get to that point? That's interesting. In all the years, they must, someone must have tried it. They probably get you to accept before you actually do the ceremony, right? Yeah, there's there's lots of protocols that you have to follow when you're amongst the royals. Like there's lots of very like so many protocols that you have to follow. But I'd still do all of that, and then I'd turn up and I'd be like, "And eh, now, nah. <laughs> take your things. I take dash it. Take your things. Or you could take, take it, it and throw it. Things. But you make That's it. That's what I said. Take your things. Or take it, yeah, yeah, and, and do like a grand gesture over the river. In the place, when they try like, I'm, I'm saying kneel before who? I don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's a good idea because you're <laughs> so and they can deem you insane for doing stuff like that. You can it's get, it. but also there's that thing again, timing, three a.m. the witching hour, whatever, <laughs> and then. You dash it at the right time, hits the moonlight, then it crackles, then it opens up all the museums. No one's tried it because they know there's something that could be done. Oh, God. Or you take it and then you do your own filmed protest. So then you melt it down and then you turn it into something else. And you're like, that's what I think of your flipping MBE and like piss on it or something. <laughs> I like that idea, like pissing on it. I feel like we are so dangerous. It's like activated my. I need to go. I like to that. I'm with Auntie Nana. My, my favorite is take your things. You don't have to say yes to it. That is always an option. I want to say yes. No, I want to. I want it. I want them to think that I want it. So By the way, ancestors. Especially it's William. Especially it's William. That's given it to me. Take your things. Take them. Your mum oh, will be ashamed yeah, of you. Yeah, and then rev him in his head. Rev him. Rev. Yeah, you're getting arrested. Yeah. Oh, you're getting killed. But you're getting killed, didn't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you touch the royal, you're gonna get shot. Yeah. But in that moment, I don't know if I would do it. I wouldn't. I don't but know if it's I, worth I would it. Do it. 
Thank you. In that moment, I bet you the stars go and then elevation. Our powers would kick in. The ancestors would be behind us. They would, yeah. they would. It would activate. The minute you went, zoom, then. Yeah. I don't want to be that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a memory, it'll be a star, you'll turn into nothingness, but you'll be a revered ancestor forever. All right, okay. Have you seen some of the medals that they give people? Yeah, the little... That... Say that again. No, go on, go on, finish. No, I was going to say, some of the medals that they award people have got, like, images of slaves on them and stuff like that, and you're yeah. taking that as your medal. Nah, blood. Take your things. <laughs> what were you going to say, Auntie Sade? No, I was just going to say that I think that if you did do that on the day, then you're going to be on the news by six o'clock saying that it's saying intruder, you know, <laughs> committed an act against the royals. Yes, not an intruder. He's going to be, and they're going to they're going to push that whole narrative. You let me in. That's it. You're not going to have a <laughs> All jokes aside, all jokes aside, I, I wouldn't, but. I remember when I worked at a particular place, a particular studio before where I work now, and the Queen and Prince Philip came in and everybody was like, oh my God, this is amazing, so great, it's the best thing ever. I, I, and I was like, I'll sit in the office. And they said, why do you want to sit in the office? Don't you want to meet them? And I said, no, someone's got to answer the phone. And they said, but it's the, it's the Queen and it's Prince Philip. And I was like, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool. I'm quite, I'm quite happy if you guys really want to do this and this is a great thing for you, you know, more power to you. My ancestors would turn in their graves if I went and I know and it's just, it's just not for me. I'm good. So I would say no. As much as I'd want to go there and say, take your things. I'd just say no. Let's get the comments, last bit of comments. <coughs> okay. Um uh right we are going from so nicola has asked jeff schumann what do you think of auntie farah's idea i don't think he's replied but he said when you understand the legacy of that vile institution why would i want to be a member of it Proof. um ronald says if you piss on it they'll find a way to blame megan <laughs> <laughs> Nicola said, do you remember toying Agbektu and what he did? I think something could be done. Yeah, he, um, what did he, he do? He made a point at, in, in Parliament, didn't he? Oh, hold on, let me get it up, because I remember that, and he did, he was, right on for that? He challenged, ah, oh, come on, what he did. He, um, he made it, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, so again, look, like what you said, on Tuesday last week, this is in 2007, um, and this is his article in The Guardian. A crazed madman breached Westminster Abbey security, screamed obscenities and demanded unreserved apology for the Marfa, the great tragedy used to describe the enslavement of Africa. Um, as the man at the center of this version of events, I can say these assertions are totally nonsense. Oh He's my God. moved to make a collective voice heard at the commemorative ritual of appeasement and self-approval, marking the bicentenary of the British Parliamentary Act to abolish what they disingenuously refer to as a slave trade. So basically, he just turned up in court and was like, gave people a piece of his mind. It was a big thing, big, big things. So they did exactly the headline that yeah, yeah, yeah. Auntie Sade said. Yeah, we oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they did. And he, he did, he, it was big things for Mr. Toyin. Um, props to him for that. He did it. But um, now we have like our own media where we could be filming ourselves. When live we're streaming. Doing it yeah. And we could put it out. Like I, I would do it. 
Right, so Candice has said, I'd melt, I'd melt it into a stamp that says property of Africa, then stamp all the artifacts in the British Museum, all in preparation for the protest raiding of the museums. And Jeff says, no, it wasn't at Westminster Abbey. Toyin protested for reparations and Henry Bonsu took him outside. Oh. Unless they, unless it was another time he'd done it, he's stormed it twice, because he said in his article, it's Westminster Abbey. But, you know, whatever the case is, he made himself known in a place where, like, as you get labelled a madman if you try and do them things there. Okay, moving on to another person who speaks in Parliament. <laughs> Auntie AK, what have you heard? I have heard about Sean Bailey, the mayoral candidate. He's a black man. His parents are from Jamaica. He's from West London, raised in the line, eye line of Grenfell Tower. Um, and he's up. He's up, he's second, well, he's second in the running to be uh, the mayor, if he gets it. I just wanted to know, because I switch off sometimes with people and I sometimes, I hear the top line about these people and then I switch off when they get on my nerves. But what do you guys actually think of Sean Bailey? Are you voting for him? Do you think he's a worthy candidate? Because he's talked about being from the ends, from the streets. He's lived in a council flat. He knows what it is to be, you know, on the back foot and he knows about stabbings and everything's there. He was a security guard to put himself through uni. You know what I mean? He's been through all the stuff. So he's a black man that knows what things, but yet he's a conservative as well. So that kind of contradicts his, his, his upbringing, some might say. So what do you guys think of Mr. Sean Bailey? And as I said, are you voting for Mr. Sean Bailey? Is he a worthy mayoral candidate? Do you think he can represent us and them Cohesively. Auntie Shade. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do I think? Oh. I think he's annoying, <laughs> to be honest. I find him a, I find him a bit annoying. I'm, well, not, not even that. I'm sorry, guys, because I do think that he can, like so many of these um, black conservatives, he can come across quite compelling at times and I think he you know I watched um his interview with ZZ Mills um and there were some parts that I do agree with like you know he was saying you know a lot of our uh, parents um you know are, are kind of like our home countries are very conservative but I just don't think that you can be a conservative in the UK like as, as a black person as a not a minority but as a non-white um, do you know what I mean? I, I just don't think it's ever going to serve you well. And I think he's just being used as a pawn. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, if he was to be mayor, they would just... <laughs> I think it would be his worst nightmare. It will be a, night, a nightmare for, for him. It will be a nightmare for us. Do you know what I mean? And he would just do the conservative bidding. Like, uh, he's talking about putting... I can't remember how many thousands of police officers... Um, on the streets and stuff. It's just like, what are you? Eight thousand more. Eight thousand more. Like, what are you talking about? Like, open. Like, no. I'm just not. I'm not here for this twisted um, uh, view, really and truly. That having someone in that party will a black person in that party is going to help us in any sort of way. I just don't think it's possible. And what I, I, I guess I fear is that. Um, because you know conservatives are traditionally middle class and uh, or upper class as well, and I think as 
you know, our people in our community, you know, get into more positions of power and have more influence and have more money, that they're going to be swayed with those kind of views and look after their self-interest rather than the interest of the majority. Um, I'm not even by all saying this, I didn't think I had a lot to say, but I obviously do. But by saying this, I'm not even saying necessarily like Labour's kind of any better, they have their, their issues, but I think they do do a better job of pandering to us when it when it seems to matter to them. Don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I just think that politics just can't be trusted anyway, but I think conservatives can't be trusted more than anybody else. That's my thoughts. <laughs> Auntie Nana. Yeah, um, no, so with Sean, I think he's so untrustworthy and watching him in that um, interview with Zizi and the way how he just didn't answer hardly any questions. Like he, he had his set points that he was going to push, the 8,000 more police officers, the opening up um, youth centres in every area and, and supporting ones that don't have it and then also providing housing. Um, and I noticed that he never said affordable. He just said there would be more social housing. Having more social housing that isn't affordable doesn't help anybody. The, and then he had the, the scheme, the, you know, the shared ownership scheme, which has severe problems with it because basically you will pay an arm and a leg while you're in there and it and it's detrimental to your finances it's like you never really own it it's like they're kind of taxing you twice so you're paying a mortgage and you're paying rent it doesn't even make any sense and him pushing that I was like you're a con man because it's already been out there that this scheme is a sham and they knew that it would get people who have aspirations of going on the housing ladder that they would jump on this and you could just basically do a gas meter on them like they're paying higher than everybody else to be on the property ladder that's that's not a good thing and him touting this scheme as well was like oh you're just a snake oil salesman but I, I wished ZZ challenged him more even if she doesn't know what to challenge him on sometimes just being ignorant to I don't understand what you're talking about so the person has to explain it further would have made him have to double down on some of his shoddy points but really, as a black man, if you are effectively going to be in a position of power to help the black community, like he was trying to push, you wouldn't be with any party. You wouldn't be with Labour and you wouldn't be with Conservative. You'd be running independently. So when somebody of colour kind of, to me, joins any of the parties, I know that you're not for us because you have to toe the party line. And Conservatives are based on white pathology it's always going to be white first. So you can't do anything for black people. And it's the same way as Sadiq Khan. He has exactly the same type of policies. He removed all of the black activities from the schedule. Like the, the London mayor did not support anything. As soon as he came in, um, the Africa in the square got cut. We used to have things in various museums. They all got cut as well. It's like they all do the bidding of the host party and what their agenda is. And at this moment in this country, we're not high on the list of their agendas because Labour knows that they have our vote. And 
the conservative are trying to get it, but that's not actually they 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 are doing a piss poor. They don't really care. We're not able to sway the vote in any way. So for me, it's 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 a mute point. Black folks actually voting until we know what we want and we can vote in mass to actually sway things in London where we are or in Birmingham or in Manchester or in Nottingham where we're there in numbers. But at this moment, voting for him to be London mayor, he ain't going to do anything. But in the same way, I wouldn't vote for Sadiq Khan either because he's an idiot. Um, so I'm going to vote for Nico because at least he's independent. And I actually agree with some of his policies. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I would not. I would. I would absolutely not give my vote to a Labour candidate or a Conservative candidate at this moment in time to either of them. To me, it's it's a waste as well. But it's also reinforcing, like, I, I'm backing up their white pathological thoughts by voting for them. And I, I wouldn't do that. So it to me, it's like the same as getting an MBA or an OBE. I wouldn't take it. I don't really want to be a part of your establishment. And the only reason why I am here is because your passport allows me to travel further than if I had a Ghanaian passport. That's, and I think that's the least that they can do for my ancestors' blood, sweat and toil. That's the least they can do is give me a passport. And they also should exempt me from paying taxes as well. For the melanin content of my skin, yeah, I should be exempt. Melanin queen, Auntie Farah. Oh, I was on mute. Okay, Sean Bailey, Sean Bailey, Sean Bailey. Now this is a man who last year said, the police aren't racist. I've been stopped and searched. The police aren't racist. This is the man who last year said that the Black Lives Matter movement is making everybody feel like they're racist. And very few people are. Sean Bailey, who's talking about social housing, who is from West London. And if you go to West London, there's a minimal amount of social housing. They're not building any new social housing. Every building that is popping up, if you've only got to look around Westfield, every building that's popping up ain't for people like us. We can't afford it. We're never going to be able to afford it. The little plots of land that they say is affordable housing is still very, very much out of our reach. Sean Bailey has his own agenda. Now, what I believe is, the reason why he went to the Conservative Party is probably because there were too many black people in the in the um, Labour Party and he wanted to stand out and he wanted to do his own thing. His agenda is not whoever it is is in power. It's his agenda. That's what Sean Bailey is looking. You know, like we always say, certain people, they're out for themselves. He is out for himself. And he's going to say whatever it is that his party that he's with want him to say because that's his agenda. He wants to make his move to the top so he's going to say whatever it is that he wants to say. Sean Bailey will not be getting my vote. Neither will Sadiq Khan. I'm not going to say who's going to get my vote. But Sean Bailey's definitely not getting my vote. I just don't see how someone who is a black man from West London, who has been stopped by the police, can make these sorts of statements and say that the police aren't racist. And, uh, and very few people are racist. The, uh, He's not for us, and we need to find somebody who represents us. Like I always say, you might not be able to get, they might not, you might get on a bus, and the bus might not take you straight to your door. 
but it's got to take you near your home, innit? Sean Bailey is leaving you in the garage. That's where Sean Bailey's leaving you. When you get on the bus, they're telling you, sorry, there's no, this bus ain't going nowhere. That's what Sean Bailey's doing. So no to Sean Bailey. Just no. Yeah, I, I I can't get behind him either. It's uh, it's it's all the different misdemeanors that he's had, and the and the fact that his his track record is so checkered and so it's it's so buffoonish that you don't want to call him the words that you want to call him. But it's like you just where's your brain at? Like you've got so many receipts that will come at that have come to bite you on the bum. Like he said something about single girls and get you know they're getting pregnant to get on benefits. And the thing is. There's a conversation to be had about back in the day, how much easier in quotes it was to get a flat if you had a baby. But also there's a lot of social economic conversation around that. Girls weren't just having babies. There's a lot of stuff that contributed to why. And yes, there were some elements, but you can't just have that as the top line because you're allowed to get manipulated. And ever since he's been on the public forum, he's said enough things that where his words can be manipulated or whether he believed them. But as Auntie Farah said, you can't be from West from the, in quotes, ends and talk this shit and believe it. You don't believe it. And of course we know where you're from. That's what makes it worse. We know where you're from. You're not even that you was in some boarding school, middle-class boarding school, and you were surrounded by toffs. And so you drank that posh Kool-Aid and forgot where your roots are. You were in the ends. You've been in a freaking so... So you're, it's, it's, you've been in a council flat, you grew up on the end, you know what it is, you know what working class life is, but yet you have drunk this foolish conservative nonsense. For yourself, it's self-serving and it's boring. And even if you've got it, you, everyone knows you'll be a puppet. What initiatives can you put through? Want more police for what? What is your point for having more police? He says top line headline words that don't mean F all when you click onto the link of what he said and try and find the rest of the document. It's nothing, it's fro, 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 Boris Johnson, fro, fro, fro. it's waffle, it's conservative waffle. That means nothing, he'd be a puppet. He'd be a conservative puppet that'll get rolled out. You're too black for them as well. Like visually you're too black. Anyway, there's a, that, that thing plays into it as well. As much as we talk about colorism for women, he's no. too black, black. He's too black, black, for real. He's too black. He looks too black for them. He doesn't work. He'd have to be the most, he'd have to be an Eton boy, that type of guy, for him to be that dark skin and be in the running like that. He's like a pretty Patel. He's forgetting his status. This is what happens. Why do we forget our status? We, in quotes. Why do some of us forget our status when we get into these spaces? They don't like you. You're a puppet. <clears throat> uh, anybody else? <laughs> I was yeah. going to say that. Oh, Sorry, no, I was just going to say that I, I think like it was in Zizi's interview as well, she did ask the question of like, like, why do you think black people don't like you? And I just thought it was it was so bold of her to say it, but you expect that with Zizi. But I was just like, it's true. Like no one, everyone I spoke to, like they don't like him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think it's because we can see through it. We can, mm -hmm. we, we know you, we know guys like you, we know a chance of, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, nah, it's just, it's too obvious, man. Like he he, need, he needs to do. If he's gonna do Jedi mind, mind tricks. He needs to do come much better than what he's doing. Uh -huh. I, and you see his reply as well when he was like, "Oh, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Most people that I meet are lovely to me. They offer me a cup of tea." I was like, "Oh, this guy is utterly ridiculous." And I really did want her to say, "Sean, when was the last time you went to a family party and people embraced you?" Like, don't <laughs> lie. I don't, I don't think like. he's allowed. <laughs> I, I thought she was way too timid with him. Like, she goes ham on rappers. 
really wow. does. And she let him speak way too much. And I was like, I, I get it because of who he is. And it was probably vetted as to what she could ask. But I wanted her to slip in some rogue. I mean, it could have been edited out. She may have been rogue. But, but yeah, I, 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 I would have loved to have Sean Bailey on with us. To add to that, yeah. I grill him. Like, if he would do something like that, like, really sit down with everyday black people and let them grill you. If you really, really wanted our vote, that's what he should have been doing, but he didn't. So, I think that um, this, is, this is a thing, and this is an interesting thing, that I think that sometimes the conservative viewpoint is positioned with free thinking, and I think that Zizi positions herself as a free thinker. So she's not going to think the way everybody else thinks. So like it, so it gives a space to entertain that rhetoric. It gives a space to entertain that point of view. And I, I, I think they've done a very good job of doing that. And it's, it's, it's. I think it's kind of frustrating because it leads to, it leads to people like him having this kind of platform. Do you know what I mean? And trying to influence people. Yeah. I, going on to Farah, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say that in his manifesto, he has said that he promises to have uh, to a record number of 40,000 officers, right? And that he will cut crime within 100 days. That's what he said. 100 days, that's what he said. He's also said he's going to scrap Sadiq Khan's expansion. Sorry, he's going to scrap Sadiq Khan's plans to uh, rename streets and statues in the di uh, for diversity he's going to scrap that that's part of his manifesto what made me laugh is there's lots of pictures of him and he's playing football i'm i'm still down look at me i'm kicking a ball i'm in my well, suit high but i'm kicking a ball well, while i'm telling you that diversity doesn't matter and no one's racist you know what you were saying about the fact that you're going to play jedi mind tricks you know that thing where we know hustlers in it we know game and you we got guys from the ends that are running game on 20 women and more successful than you, Sean. We shouldn't be able to see behind your veil. Do you know what I mean? Like we've got, we deal with hustlers every day when you're from the ends. Like it's, your hustle game is great, but he's not challenged. He's not in the circles as whoever said it. When was the last time you yeah. was at a family function? Or when was the last time you were with your homies and real homies with the boys or the man then that you grew up with? When were you in a room with them to talk real talk? When did that happen last? And you probably can't chat to them. The other thing that he said is, which is maybe where he's going to get his 40,000 police officers, is that he's going to have driverless trains on London Underground. So that means that all the people that drive the trains are going to be out of work because they're going to be driverless. So maybe that's where he's getting these 40,000 police officers because oh. they're going to need new jobs. Maybe that's what it is. And I thought also as well, what I thought was insulting was that um, he just assumed that no one, when he was talking about that report, he assumed no one had read it. He's just like, if you're gonna give your opinion, read it. Like people don't read, like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I just thought, come on, man, you're playing. Proper you're stereotypes. Really, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, bro. <laughs> but that's how you go on. He contradicted himself anyway, because he, he started off by like going into the report and the good parts of it. And then he said, they didn't say that there wasn't any racism. I mean, they offered solutions to racism. I mean, who would say that racism doesn't exist? That's exactly what was in the report. You know, when you're just like, I was sitting there like, Zizi, you need to tell him 
I don't think you've actually read the report yourself because he was flip-flopping all, o- all over the place. Then he had, there were so many points where I was like, what are you even talking about, bruv? Like, you're just spouting stuff. That £450 million pounds that's oh, yeah. sitting somewhere from Oyster Cards that Sadiq Khan hasn't touched. Why would Sadiq Khan be going begging to the government for a handout for TFL if there was 450 million sitting somewhere? But that's a basic one. I was disappointed in in ZZ for not even bringing that up. Like really, so there's 450 million sitting somewhere, and last year they had to go cap in hand, begging, and then they raised prices. Like have a conversation with him so that he can say, yeah, that that was sitting there, or explain why Sadiq Khan didn't or throw it back on him, but it was just too, too salesy. Like, I was like, nah, this, this dude's an idiot and he needs to be challenged properly. At least give him a run for his money, like, in trying to get votes. Because there were still some points to what he was saying, like Auntie Sade said, where I was like, yeah, there's, we do have conservative, not party leanings, but conservative, actually, like, structural family traits that are are synonymous with black people that we definitely have that but that's not the same as the party and his confusing of the words was annoying to me because the conservative party could be called anything they literally could be called the blue party that doesn't mean that it's conservative in the types of um actually what they propose like their actual policies are not always conservative family leaning like it, that's not what they're about anymore I was about to say that in the language of conservative what does it actually mean we we've lost them it's lost its depth of meaning now because we use it to box people in to rigid rules but it's not necessarily that so exactly that conservative party don't even need to be the right wing party yeah sure or party. Like that. or yeah or the blue party or Three foot. the <laughs> the um <laughs> to cut the line. <laughs> At this just, point, we take a moment to say, to say as well. We just take a moment say. to say we don't all endorse the use of certain derogatory terms. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, just to say, he said, uh, if you speak to Londoners from any part of London, they will tell you they feel unsafe, particularly young people. We have to get Ooh. on top of it. And a big part of that is police officers on the streets of London. The same police officers who like to stop our youth for no reason. But the same police officers that he says don't stop them for no reason. And they're not racist. Those people. Get more of them on the streets. He's saying top line lines that no one believes because you can't, you will not stop crime in 100 days. How? Because no no one's done it yet. And you are not definitely not going to get it done in a hundred in a hundred days how long does it take to do police training please and we've got to decolonize them not decolonize deprogram their mind from seeing black people as threats so that's a lot of work that's how many years come on now come he on now skated over that as well in terms of police training zz so, kind of half arcs that like you know what would what would you do to make it safer for people for black people to be policed and he didn't give any answers he didn't even say, he didn't even talk about training because he knows that he can't implement that. He doesn't live in that bubble anymore. He's he's got a whole different existence. He's smoozing with. I bet he doesn't even get invited to the top conservative parties either. No one wants him around. No one don't talk to him. And if he's there, he's just standing there going like this, trying to look and 
adding himself to conversations and then being ousted because no one, everyone just like in the end turns their back on him. I can just see it now. He stands at the back with a glass in his hand, wondering <laughs> what to say next. Let's get some comments. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So we, wow, there's quite a few. Let me just scroll. Okay. So, um, Somebody said true at Auntie Sade for your take on it. Um, Jeff Schumann says, I debated with Sean Bailey in 2004. He was talking about education as a former school teacher. I put him firmly in his place. Very erroneous ideas. Uh, Nicola says, look, politics is a total farce. I was watching Kamala Harris speak about America is not a racist country. Does this sound familiar? We need to accept that politricsters are not there to represent African or Caribbean communities until they need uh, the numbers of votes. And uh, Candy says, yes, his agenda is for himself. Jeff Schumann says, Bailey was the only one missing from the panel that worked on the sewage um, report. Laugh out loud. He lost the parliamentary seat in Hammersmith and Fulham. Cameron then moved him into Downing Street as a policy advisor. He was ousted by the public schoolboys who deemed him as a non-intellectual. Then he cried racism when he was ditched. And yes. Jeff Schumann says, Auntie AK, spot on conservative puppet. And Zell Sugar says, but Kemi is black black. <laughs> I'll come back to that, Kemi Blackburn. Yeah, okay. Um, and Sugar also says, I missed so many of these episodes since the time changed. Sorry. Um, and then Jeff Schumann says, people like him, Patel and Saul, are promoted because they, are, because they have these views. It's not rocket science. Uh, just scroll down a little bit more, see what else is there. Um... Okay, and then Jeff Schumann also goes on to say, you could get Sean Bailey on here, but one of the aunties would need to be white. Laugh out loud. Um, seriously, these convos are so good and needed. How can we all, sorry, let me see what that says, or if anybody else can see it. How can we all promote it further? Please share, 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 share. all those share. Um, <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. So in regards to Kemi, again, Kemi's playing her position as a puppet. Make her say, now I'm running for prime minister. Let's see then. But also, like I said, she has to be the right type. If she's got the intelligence, her skin tone won't matter if she's got the, the if she knows, if she knows how to do the right Jedi mind tricks to get to that position. But also, she also maybe, it's, it's, women are different, different type of thing, but I still think potentially, mm, Sean Bailey's got a look. And when I, that's why I mean when I say he's super, he's got a look. I, and I'm not even dissing him, but he's got a look that it's just not that their type of black that they can. I just know, I just know what I mean. I can't maybe articulate it. I, Kemi, I think you're right, and I don't think Femi is uh, Kemi is yes. the right either. No, like, I think Kemi not. is like not gonna. She isn't. She she she's, she's, not, not, in the she's not it. Yeah, <laughs> she's not it. She's not in the running. She's just not in the runnings. I think, um, I think Sean looks more like a football manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I see what you're saying. If you look I at the pictures of him, that's what he looks like he's promoting in the mm -hmm. recent pictures. It's only when you read articles you realise what he was actually saying. 
But man's kicking ball and doing those sorts of things. It looks like he's saying, come to my team. Look at me. I'm the second black manager. Not even yeah. manager, agent, like a sales agent. Like he's got a... Yeah. That's what I was going to say. That, do we even have any team. black managers? That I don't think there are. No. So And he doesn't even fit that because he, he couldn't... He were too, you're too bait. You've got to be a wheelie-deely, wily guy. So you can't even be a manager. You can he, be an he agent. He's a head trainer. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. If the... <laughs> Those are the positions: head trainer, assistant manager. He isn't going to manage a football club. Like that, he isn't. Like, we just have to be honest. Because <laughs> also, because he messed up on his charity that he got done for. Like he probably, you know, didn't he mismanage the funds of the charity that he ran? No, really. Not, yeah, yeah. Um, he, like sixteen. Like the, you know, when you get donations to the charity, you've got to account for everything, homie. But you didn't. So sixteen found sixteen grand or so was like was too much on adverts promotion and travel and expense. You know, we just basically spent without uh, documenting properly. Provide the receipts, make sure that lunch with your homies was a business lunch. I bet you just didn't do the simple, simple headlines of what you need to do. This is basic tax 101, man. You know what I mean? Receipts so 101. He's, 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 he's thoroughly he's dodgy. Great. He can't, but he's dodgy in the wrong, he's just long. He's not the one. That's what you say. We know hustlers. You can't come from the ends and be bait like this. You can't. You're supposed to be super on point. And then we might get behind you. And even if you're a bait like how you are, like talking nonsense, we'll know that, yeah, man's got an agenda because we'll understand that you're playing the game properly. But you're not. You're exposing your whole ass. I have a question. Let's say Chuku went to the Conservative Party. Would you consider voting for him? No, because he was bait too, but he was a simp. In my opinion. <laughs> in my opinion, this is solely my views. I felt he was very like a limp piece of lettuce. I felt like <laughs> yeah, but he was. He, I met him he was like the new Obama and everything. Oh, yeah, because he was light skinned and he spoke well. That's literally what they modeled him on. He, the man had done nothing in comparison to Obama's legacy, but yet because the yeah. UK was caught up on the hype, let's get this light-skinned man in the front and he's going to be the new Obama with no credentials that compared to what Obama had done, regardless of what you think of him now. Compared to Obama's journey, Chukus was nothing like that. Man's a lettuce. I met him as a lovely, sweet lettuce guy. Side salad. Side salad. Hey. Wow. Side you know. Oh, wow. I love, wow. I love a coleslaw and I love a side salad. But I, it's not my main. It's not your main. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Sorry, can we get the comments? Because thank you. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Zell Sugar says, just a blackguard, the kid at school that says he, he has this and that at home to avoid getting picked on. Something went terribly wrong at, at some point. It's actually sad. He's not even convincing in his own beliefs, like Kemi and Akwesi are. Um, and then Nic Nicholas says, simp with his pretend wife. And Jeff Schumann says, Chuku, laugh at now, laugh out loud, did nothing. He was a right-wing champagne socialist. Would you guys have voted for answer your question, Auntie Nana? I told you I ain't voting for any of these fools, for any party, unless they're did independent. Any, did you any of you like Chuku? No, 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 no. I, did, I, I thought it was, because um, didn't he try to become leader of the Labour, Labour Party at one point? And I was just yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, you haven't even been around for this long to even warrant you going for that position. It was it was actually embarrassing, I thought. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't like that. 
I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. <laughs> Do you not remember Bruce's Millions? Is it Bruce's Millions? Yes, yes, yes. Well, right. I don't know what you're going to say, but yes, I remember. No, I was just going to say, I remember he was like, vote for none of the above. Vote for none of the above. Like, that's what we got to do. we got to vote for none of the above. Oh, wow. Oh, what happened? The streamer voted Farah out. Auntie Farah, <laughs> come back. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, sorry, I had to laugh. Jeff's comment um to uh sean being a fitness coach stadium keener kit washer i mean all those roles suitable for this young man <laughs> there we go we really dissed the candidate sorry guys if you want to vote for sean go ahead it's not we're just aunties just talking you know what it, I mean? it, this is just our opinions like really you probably have your own and um you might love him feel like he's a great representative go on go ahead go true <laughs> exactly <laughs> bold true mike Anyway, what I will say to you, final thing, I remember when um, the Conservatives were saying that they're going to give everyone the right to buy, they're going to bring that back. Like a few years ago, they started saying that. Yeah. And a few of my friends were saying, oh, look, this is now our opportunity. Yeah. I'm going to go and vote Conservatives. Yeah. And then what happened? The Conservatives came and took a big chunk out of all of their asses. So... There you just go. Know yourself. I absolutely remember that whole campaign yeah. Yeah. and having chats with people that are being like, but look, we're in a position now, like maybe the Conservatives are for us, like because our pay has gone up. It's like we're moving into that middle class zone and that's when you start voting Conservatives because they had all of these promises about homeownership and, and letting us down, like just all glitz and glam that lots of black folk who were on the rise were like, oh, the Conservatives may be the party for us. The irony that what take that know? song, that take that song is never forget where you're coming from. Sorry, the tune was wrong. Wow. Was it? <clears throat> I haven't warmed up, you know? Yeah, 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 please. Come on. How dare you? How I you my earlier you statement about you not making your group. Thank you, Auntie Sade. statement. What about you group? That wasn't representative of our band. Okay. As you said, we hadn't warmed up. Sometimes we should be able to just drop out, like do no, whenever. No, no, no. Actually, no, because even Beyonce warms up. Ask her about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, she does. She doesn't. <laughs> Farah, Auntie Farah, Beyonce warms up. Yes, she does. And even as Kelly, I've seen them both just say stuff. No, no, they had warmed up in the car before yeah, they got exactly. into the BBC studio. Yeah. There's no way. Okay, I beg you. But even well, if they didn't warm up, they're not sounding like that. <laughs> That's not the point. I'm not comparing myself to Beyonce. You just did. <laughs> I'm just giving you an example of she warms up. So you're saying that no one warms up if they can Ooh. see. I feel so attacked right now. But anyway, my point was never forget where you're coming from. <laughs> I just had to say. just had to say that. I wanted to sing it and I didn't know my voice wasn't ready. Okay. <laughs> I'm a realist. This is the reality show. This is what really happened in the streets. If we're live. On the road to being a singer, there are some up days and some down days. Okay, even Mariah Carey has some dodgy videos out she there. He has Thank a lot. Very much. So anyway, Alicia Keys have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can definitely say that about her. She's a person that's got a warm up and down and back again. <laughs> I, I I would go on record as saying that I am a better singer than Alicia Keys. You know, I think me too. I'm not even joking. Yeah, I would, I'm going to say that. Yes, I, I think that we can all out-sing her because yeah. she's not that great. I'm so, One, not so, two, so. three. No, no. no. Okay. 
Okay, okay. Auntie Farah, what have you? Is it Auntie Farah, Auntie Shade? Auntie, I've lost my plot. Aunt, oh, it wasn't even me next, you know. I jumped, Auntie Shade. I know. Auntie Shade, I didn't even see that. Auntie, because it's all run together, actually. It's all run together. <laughs> Auntie Shade, my darling, what have you heard? Okay, so my story, well, this might be like a quick one, but it's about the BBC free documentary hosted by, and I'm going to, sorry, butcher this name, Alto. Alto Mania, I don't know, Mania. Well, anyway, she's an influencer and um, she uh, basically, uh, back in the day, used to promote and take this drug called um, Apetamine, 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 Um, and basically this drug has been promoted to help you get that slim, thick figure. So we're thinking small ways, big bars, Big bum, solid fives, basically. That's the kind of look that these girls are going for. And um, so you're thinking like Cardi B, Kim Kardashian, that sort of thing, but in a non-surgical way. So you just take this syrup or whatever it is kind of thing, and it's supposed to enhance you where you want to be enhanced. Um, But this drug is actually illegal in the UK and has been found to have some crazy side effects. So things like losing your motor reflexes, being nauseous, shivering, being drowsy, and also blacking out. And there was this girl, this other influencer, Asha Grand, in the US, and she basically blacked out at the wheel while she was driving and um, was in a car crash, basically. She survived and she's absolutely fine, but she just wanted to highlight the dangers. Um, And basically, this you know, people are still promoting this drug on social media, right? Uh, In particular on Facebook. Um, and um, and also YouTube too kind of thing. And I don't know if enough is being done to stop this sort of thing happening. And I wanted, I just wanted to know whether you guys have heard about it. Um, do, you know, the young women in your life, do they know about it? Are they aware of that sort of thing? Are they aware of the dangers? And like, do you think that anything, um, what, what else can be done to kind of stop this? Because at the moment you can still buy it. You can still walk into like hair shops or like, you know, kind of like culturally black shops. Um, and buy this like off the shelf kind of thing. And it's a product that's directly being marketed to target young girls. So yeah. Auntie Nana. Man, I hadn't heard of this one, like, um, but I had seen, what I had noticed with a lot of the young influencers that I, I kind of like spy on to see what's happening in the world is that they all have taken on this kind of, um, like the Brazilian uh, surgery look like it it seemed uh, before it just seemed to be Americans that I followed and I I saw this shape like they had kind of gone to Dominican Republic and had their their bodies done but I started to notice there was way more UK girls that were openly kind of talking about surgery or like I'm slim thick like just this look seemed to be way more prevalent over here, along with having like a blonde weave or a, a pink weave or, you know, their wigs and everything. But I hadn't heard about this more than anything. Maybe the ones that I follow are like on the slim tummy tees, like all of that. But the kind of body image, real fascination and and overtaking of people's timelines is a real issue. I don't really know what, I can't, I don't think we can expect Facebook or Instagram to do anything about this because it's commerce and they make money through advertising. 
and where people's attention is. So if people's attention is there, that they definitely have a moral obligation, but who has morals these days? So I, I don't really know. I guess it's for the people close to you to really, I, I, I'm thinking of my nieces that are older. None of them seem to have that shape fixation. But if they did, I would be like having real talks with them about it. But I don't know if we can really look to any type of companies to step in. I think it's futile to expect them to really take um, body issues into consideration. When you think of there was forums that were created and it was like bulimics and anorexia people like actually sharing ideas of how to lose weight and stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know how how we combat this, but it's scary in the same way with the surgeries though, you know, or butt injections or people going to Brazil and thinking that, oh, it's a little surgery and then they don't come back home again. And it's just like, you're doing all of this for a shape that you see that most of these people don't actually have and they're just using Facetune on their videos. Like they, they don't even look like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's random, I don't know. Auntie Farah. So I hadn't heard of the particular drug that you mentioned, but this has been a thing in the Caribbean where like they take chicken feed. Now I don't know what's in those chicken feed pills. It could very well be the same thing that you're talking about. Like if you go back as far as like 2008, I Wayne had a song out and it was like, one man can't satisfy her, blah, blah, blah. Within those lyrics, he talks about the girl takes chicken feed to get well round so it's it's there's you know there's that body image that people seem to think is the perfect body image you know like the the curvier you are but at the same time slick like you, what did you say you said slick tin slick tin that's that kind mm -hmm. of thing and obviously now the way that social media has exploded and you know with people like the kardashians and them sort of people that with with that type of body image people are going for that but like like you said auntie nana a lot of these people don't even look like that the unfiltered image of chloe kardashian the other day that came out showed that she don't even look like that it's mad filters that she's putting on so people just need to take time people are going to turkey they're getting all these surgeries done they're putting their life at risk people are going to brazil like you said they're getting all of these things done and some of them are not coming home or some of them, when they come home, their parts are exploding or oozing and they're suffering major consequences and having to have, you know, reconstructive surgery because of all of these things. You don't know what taking these pills are going to do for you in the long run. It could do you some serious, serious damage. And I do think that, I mean, we always say that there needs to be some sort of control about the images that are out there on social media, but I don't, I don't even know how they begin to do that because then it gets into censorship and stuff like that, doesn't it? But I, I, I don't know. I just suppose it's that thing of you look at the people that are around you and you try to offer them the best advice that you can and you and you take it from there. But it's, it's very hard. I mean, I, I, even us growing up, there were images of girls looking a certain way yeah, we didn't go and take, we didn't, you know, go and take pills or or stuff like that. But there were girls that didn't eat because they thought that they needed to be slimmer or over eight because they felt like they needed to be bigger. So there's always been stuff. It's just now with social media, it's so much, it's so much worse. But I think a lot of, 
I think there's a lot of obligation that people put out news, more news about the damages. And I, and I respect these girls that have had problems and they've come out and they're saying, look at me, this is not what you want. I respect them for coming out and actually making those statements because if people are going to follow anyone, they're following the influencers. So if the influencers are coming out and they're the ones that are saying, look, do not do this shit, maybe that will help. Auntie Shadow. Oh, you don't want to say your twist? Oh, I forgot about me. <laughs> See, happens to me. Um, yeah, same. I, I, I remember being younger and because I went to predominantly white schools, I always thought that being skinny and have big boobs was the body ideal. Not that I wanted to be white, but I just thought that was the mindset for watching TV and stuff like that. And then when I got to West London College, or college well, my college years, and guys were talking about being tick, and I'm like, but I've got my robot body. I thought this was sexy. And then everyone's talking about tick and being, you've got to have thighs and bum. And I was like, I was so confused. So we've, it's been, it's, it, it comes with us. There's always all these body ideals that grow with us. And it was, I think in our generation, our time, it was chicken pills. Everyone's talking about, oh, you're taking chicken pills to get tick or whatever like that. Um, and in this current, I mean, that's why people came come for the most visible celebrities like the Kim Kardashians and stuff when they're selling those flat tummy tees and stuff like that. But yet, you know, there's dangers. Either you know there's dangers attached, or you know that they don't work. And you, and also, you know that you've had surgery to get your body to look what it looks like. But yet, you're selling these things just from basically for money to people and at, pretending that your platforms are that influential when you fully know what it is. You're selling a lie. So when people come for these people in that respect, I have no problem with it because I think you guys are out of order for selling a lie when you know you've been under the knife and shit like that or the amount of shit you do. You might have a personal trainer from freaking the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed, you're having exercise routines and stuff and you've got a chef on site to help you maintain this body. Um, it's a lie that is being sold to young influential people. Um, and uh, I, I, no one, in, well, my daughter, the closest younger person to me, isn't, affected per se but she is obviously she sees people's shape she knows what it is in society day to day she knows what people rate and she you know she makes comments i mean her mom's got a big old ass so she will kind of uh, not that she's made it a thing but as she's got a little bit thicker in her older age i know she's a bit more comfortable because she didn't her bum is a little bit more sorry to put you on blast daughter but yeah your bum's a bit round and you'll feel a little bit more comfortable with your shape because you're a little bit slim tick and slim tick is a thing so um, it's yeah, it's, it's it's really you can't get away from it because beauty standards and ideals plague us from generation to generation. I have a problem with celebrities that promote the stuff that doesn't work, and also yeah, I do know young people who are thinking to cut out the middleman, being the gym and healthy eating, to go straight to Turkey, and that's a problem for me. Um, and they really are doing up. Let me just go to Turkey and get this. Nip. I know some young people have done that, um, or from my daughter's friend circle specifically who just think that the easy way out that no one wants to wait and actually do the work um i can't blame them if they're bombarded especially in your teenage years those formative years when you've got to really get a grips on who you are your identity um it's so hard to not give in to pressure and if your circle is doing it it's a competitive thing i remember my daughter saying that when she was in college when she was playing jane no attention, and this is from guys as well, no attention. Even though guys will say we want natural beauty and all that type of stuff, we had that conversation from a podcast to go about how men say they want that natural look. But yeah, she said like, maybe if she had a birthday where I might have done her hair or she might have done lashes and had a, some sort of beauty something because she went out somewhere, turn up to college and guys are like, oh, what's your name, what are you saying? So there's a look that represents a standard, social standard, beauty standard, social, st I mean, status standard, 
that even guys are buying into. So as much as they said they want the natural look, there's a status that comes with having the lashes, the hair, the inny-outy body, the big butt, the big boobs or whatever, that slim tick look, that very polished influencer look is a thing and girls are doing the most to achieve it and not thinking about how dangerous it is. So um, I think I've lost the plot of the question, but whatever the case is, I don't agree. Auntie Sade. Yeah, no, I do all that. I, I, I had body dysmorphia when I was younger. Like I was quite small anyway, but I was curvy. So I guess I was slim thick to be honest, um, just naturally. But I thought I was so big, like, and and you couldn't tell me, you couldn't tell me anywhere otherwise at all. And I just so happened to have a friend that also thought the same way. So we were just kind of like feeding off each other in a sense and like just didn't have you know just didn't have a sense of reality so I kind of do feel for these girls now that we we were doing that to ourselves but we didn't you know we didn't have social media in the same way so to think like if I had that too yeah I'd probably be taking the risk of this probably as well do you know what I mean plus going gym plus starving myself like plus all I would do all of it do you know what I mean because I was just so like not um what's the word just yeah just didn't have a, a clear understanding of you know what what or or was, I wasn't just that piece of what I looked like um at all from that um perspective so yeah I do I, I do wish that that you know I hear you answer I know what you're saying like in terms of like the companies and stuff it's not in their best interest to crack down on this pro pro properly at all but I do wish that they did more because you know in this case, this is illegal. It's not, do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, it's just bad for you. It's just not, it's not regulated at all kind of thing. It's, you know, and it, sh it shouldn't be there. So I do wish that they could do more. Um, I think that just the same way, um, what's the word, that people, uh, you know, you can't promote certain things, like you can't promote knives um, in uh, on social media and like widely known, you can't your your post will be taken down. Or if you even use someone's music that you're not supposed to, your post will be taken down. If you mention certain things, do you know what I mean? There should be a way for that to, for it to be blocked in that sort of way. And people should influencers should be you know um, should be penalised for those kinds of things for so spreading this type of thing because they're doing they're they're also doing it for like monetary gain or like you know do you know what I mean? So it's not. And especially the young girl that done um, done this documentary, she didn't know, she wasn't aware in the first place. But as soon as she knew, she kind of like, you know, stopped that and took her videos out, I think, as well. So like, um, yeah, I think there needs to be consequences. And I think you're right as well, Auntie AK. It's just like we're in this world where it's just like the, the shortcut, you know? Do you know what I mean? We want to do it as fast as possible. And also this is seen as like a better alternative than, um, than surgery. Do you know what I mean? But the surgery, like the, the what would you call it? A butt implant? BBL. BBL, that's it. Yeah. That That's like, you know, there was a doctor the other day, I can't remember his name, he just came out and said, honey, would you stop? <laughs> Is that honey? <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, um, there was a doctor that came out the other day and he was like, you know, he he's just not doing them anymore because the, the rate of death is just too high. Do you know what I mean? And people don't talk about that enough either. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot. It's just so much pressure. What did you say on TAKs? No, I was gonna say, I wanna know the numbers and see how the, if they're disproportionately affecting black girls. Cause I feel like, mm. but then I know I'm in this black circle. So I don't know if there are more black girls because it's the hip hop culture, the, that culture that's ours. 
I just want to know if it's affecting us more or not, because that would piss me. That'll be that'll be a more upsetting as well. Not more upsetting. I don't know about the numbers, but I definitely feel like that it, in our community, you're, it's almost like a like the expectation that you're supposed have to shape. have that, right? Yeah. That number one, you're supposed to have that. Like, and if yeah. you don't, it seems to be like a frigging problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whereas, like, you're getting, you know naturally slim girl saying like look this is my body like what do you want me to do do you know what yeah. i mean it's ridiculous you know yeah. so. i wish cindy was here because she's always talks about that and our friend um i think Emma, uh, auntie nana who talks about being slim yeah. and just an actual slim body and i'm like and there's in it's interesting like um leila milan you know the um influencer comedian girl on instagram the american yeah. one she's so lovely and she's so funny and she's been oh, doing yeah. her journey to getting slim thick like she embraces her body but she even the fact that she's feels maybe pressure to get a bit thick yeah, yeah, at least yeah. that's very very marginally least she's but doing natural gains by doing exercise and gym and showing how she's working out and she's got a little booty and stuff coming but it's even that like she still feels the pressure but i don't knock yeah. at least that journey just showing you how you can do it. i'm not going to go and do surgery and the cheap route or the quick route so i shouldn't say cheap route I'm going to do it by a natural gain, like eating differently and doing exercise to show you it can be done. Auntie Farah, are you going yeah. to say something? No, I was going to say there's that model, um, what's her name? Uh, I think her name is Eva as well, the the, yeah. um, the English one. And yeah. she gets shamed. And La Vida Loca, who is a rapper, she gets shamed a lot. And you yeah. can just be like, you, the body shaming works both ways. You can be shamed mm -hmm. for being too big. You can be shamed for being too small. When I was younger, I was extremely slim. And I would do things like, you know, I want to get, I want to be tipped in it. Like yeah. I, I, I had no shape. Like I, and, and it's so unfortunate because age is something that changes the way that you think and feel about your mm -hmm. body. And I yeah. just wish that we could express that more to these girls that, you will be fine. You will be comfortable with your body. You, I'm not saying that you won't want to, you won't have issues and you won't want to feel better, but you will get to a stage where you will be fine and you will be comfortable. I wish I could go back. That's what I'd go back in time for to talk yeah. to my 15 year old self and just say, relax. That's not how you're meant to look right now. Yeah. You're yeah. going to get there. Don't stress. I was it's funny because as um, Auntie Sade was speaking, I re remembered when I was a teenager. And having exactly that, being very skinny and like that whole bum thing probably had just began. So it wasn't before it was breasts and I had breasts, so I was fine. But then it became, it moved into now you must have a bum and me actively trying to put on weight. Like I would have my dinner and then I'd go out and I'd buy two donuts and custard. Like literally it was like whatever fatty thing or chow mein and two donuts and custard like it was an active thing and I ha always had in my mind if you could just be a 14 bottom that would be perfect but not thinking if you eat these fatty things obviously it's going to go other other places yeah. and then putting on weight and then being like oh no no this is exercise was a myth it's like oh this isn't how it's supposed to be and then go into just always having salads and that kind of yo-yoing and not even knowing how you look i look at pictures yeah. and i'm like you're clearly a size 10 in my mind i was a size 18. but right. it's like i was big but i i don't even know where i was shopping because i'm thinking weren't you looking at sizes but i yeah. actively was like you were fat then these were your fat years and i'm looking at pictures it's like what do you 
skinny you're just arm like it's so weird how you just get screwed and and you listen to people or other people saying oh my god look at her shape and then you look so, at that person, you're yeah. like that look like me and so someone can make a comment her. like it's so weird someone can make a comment it can it last with you for ages i remember one yeah. of my male friends one time said to me your arms are so skinny and i swear for about a good like four years i would never show my arms i would never I, I would always make sure i had something that covered my arms i didn't have because i was so slim when i was younger as well i didn't have a bum i didn't have like i don't have big boobs now but i've got a little shape to me like i got a little bum now in it i never had those things when i was younger so i would wear t-shirts that covered me like it's just so bizarre that's why i said i wish we could talk to these girls and just say to them i know it's not helping you now <laughs> But you're gonna look back one day and you're gonna be like, "Shit, I was alright," you know. Exactly. Yeah, I was just gonna say, looking back at my pictures now, I was just like, "What was I thinking?" Did you know what I mean? And like, I had a similar thing about going to. But when I shot, I always used to shop oversized. Everything I wore was oversized because I was so conscious about my breasts as well. Like, I just didn't want. I just got too much unwanted attention when I was too young. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I would, like, I would just drown myself in oversized everything. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't like, I wasn't even looking to fit the size I was in anyway. It was just just such a twisted, I don't know, way of looking at it, things. It, it speaks to having visual representation because I think for me, I didn't, even though I knew I was skinny, I, I really, really reveled in my abs and my muscle arms. And I, I, I held on to that because of Aaliyah, and because of um, Pam from Total, and especially really delve into dove into being Pam from Total, I sat in that space. But I had facial dysmorphia. I didn't like my face, and that was from comments from people. I held on to the negative comments. So it was those type of things where my face I hated, but my body, I even though I, the guys were like liking the tick thing, it was because there were visual representations of girls with really flat abs. And I think Aaliyah didn't really have a bum, and Pam didn't. They didn't really focus on her bum. It was more like a athletic body so i was all right there was enough representation but if it was everyone was tick and pretty then i'd be fucked so i don't know what i would have done but that's the only thing that stopped me from doing the food thing because i was like oh thank god at least i've got my body to lean on and it's fit but my face that's another whole different situation and i, I remember watching my niece doing her hair and she was in like this was like maybe a couple of years ago she was there for like at two hours, however long, trying to get this one line perfect, and your head, like, say her head had to sit like this. You know, when back in the day, when you your hair has to stay here, and yeah. you know, you're outside, the wind's gonna do this. Yeah. So, that line that you've taken four hours to perfect in the house is <laughs> never gonna matter. And I, and same thing, you what you're saying, I was like, I said to my niece, you know, no one gives a fuck that this party <laughs> is here because you know, in two years, your parting's going to be here and you're going to swear by that parting. And in four years' time, your hair's going to be back and you're going to swear by that hairstyle. And when you get to my age, you're not going to give a fuck. You're just going to hope that you've got hair. It's not too <laughs> You know what I mean? You're going to go to, do you know, it's just exactly that. The wish, wish, wish. You go back into it just does not matter. The way I'd sit in the house and not move until my hair was set. And if my hair lifted a little bit off the gel set, like, oh my God, I can't go anywhere. Everyone's going to cuss me. Let's get the comments, man. Oh, God. Okay. Um, right. We have, okay. So <laughs> going back to uh, the comment about Alicia Keys, Zell Sugar says, uh, what? Alicia is amazing. That's hilarious. Um, Jeff Schumann says, we must fight against Eurocentric images of beauty. 
Nicholas says, people do not learn. Look at what happened to Kanye's mum and so many others whose bodies are being poisoned by these additional elements leaking. Um, and Jeff Schumann says, it's tough for men as well. I lost weight over four years only to be told I look better when I was thicker, they meant fatter, <laughs> laugh out loud. And uh, Nigel says, photo studio makeup has become a normal thing and that pressure is huge to conform. Um, and Nigel also says, what is saddening is that they have access to so much more information and yet will ignore that in a heartbeat for money or likes. Yeah. And I was gonna say, men, now men are, um, getting feedback and now men are picking up on the you know going to get their hairline sorted going to get their abs like cut up in networky so it's also to keep an eye because when these things happen it's always when we talk about in our community focus on the black girls and men's conversation around this insecurity and all that stuff doesn't get pushed aside because again is it manly to talk about these things i think there's a confidence in admitting you're going to get your hairline done i think that's okay but maybe i don't know if there's any insecurity about talking about whether you're going to go and get your abs done and come and fake it like that but i think Somewhere in the conversation, it seems like it's okay to say you're going to get your hairline done. I feel like men bust joke about it, but it's like, boy, I'm going to do it. And I've got money to do it. So, because I know I know someone that went to get their plugs done and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting. <laughs> but if I get off the line. It's, it's um, definitely shifted because there's more celebrities. You know, Tiger got his done. Safari got his done. Um, the, Safari the, needed to go a bit further. Oh, the shooter guy. What is his name? The little one that shot Meg the Stallions. Oh, Tory Lanez. Tory and Lanes. then he tried to put plaits in it as soon as he got them done and it fell out. It's like, bruv, Tiger told you, leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. Tiger basically, I swear Tiger had a Tiger deal. owns it. I, I think Tiger owns it. Yeah, I think Tiger has shares in whatever it is. Yeah, Tiger yeah. gave them, the, like, Tiger gave Tory the hookup. And was like, this is where you need to go. Tiger's hooked up a bag of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but, made um, money from it. And he's made it yeah. okay. Folks are like, yeah, yeah I've, got my, I've got my hairline done. No, so, yeah. Oh, um, get the last comments. Um, Jeff Schumann says, uh, the nonsense they spout pays them. And what's plugs? Hair implants for men, well, for anyone, but mostly men nowadays are getting them. Their implants, hair implants, are becoming more of a popular thing. For those who lost your hair early or... Wayne Rooney got them. Yeah, Wayne Rooney. It was the first most publicised. A couple of times. Yeah. Because they didn't, because they cannot take. Yeah. They can set and then they can fail. Yeah. So just they basically take hair. hair from the back of your head and they implant it into the top of your head and let it grow and hopefully it takes set and grows roots then you have your hairline back again yeah so it's, it's becoming a popular thing but we should also keep an eye on the men that are feeling insecure and need to go and get under the chop as well or take these teas because they'll be silently taking it and not talking about it and then we don't know what numbers will be what's happening to them so you know men sometimes sometimes men like to pretend they're not affected by what we do as women and they just slightly they're blatantly getting um, lipo and everything as well. They're they're at it too, definitely. Yeah. Okay, Auntie Farah, what have you heard? When I was on mute, until I was trying to pull my story up, I was trying to do two things at once. So my story is, um, in West London, uh, between Kensal Road and Harrow Road, there's a bridge called Hapney Steps. And basically, a couple of days ago, 
they had a there were about maybe about eight police there and they had a me metallic sorry a metal arch and as people were walking from one end to the other they were asking them to go through the arch because they said there had been a rise in knife crime now my question to you do you think this is a valid thing or do you think it's um profiling and against your human rights can i answer first i, th I think it's about the area and what the numbers are. So if there's been an increase in knife crime, as long as it, the metal detector doesn't say, black man, and then make you go through it, then if anyone is walking through it and they're not, it's not a racially profiled thing, which we, we know it is, but I'm just saying, being really objective, if there's a problem in the community, in that area, and let's not say community, because that implies black, if, there is a, if there's a problem in the area where there's an increase in knife crime and along that particular spot, that's where a lot of the knife crime happens, Putting a mechanism that could potentially, I'm just saying, this is what the black and white conversation is. If there is an increase, what's the solution? If that machine will help, fine. But unfortunately, the police come with a whole level of problems and bias and racism. So, and we know that particular area is a working class, highly populated area of non-whites. And um, I, we just can't, guarantee the intentions. It's really hard. I do think it's difficult to talk about real, tangible, immediate resolutions to knife crime because we know it exists and we know it's happening. So I think there's a, it's very hard to give actual solutions that don't imply that you're siding with the racist police or giving, you know what I mean, allowing the racist police. Um, but if we take away our, everyone's judgment that knife crime is something that's only black boys do, then a metal detector in an area where there's a high level of knife crime, that anybody walks through that space, then it's maybe a interesting, maybe it's a possible solution. But because of the problems that we have with police and the racism, it's hard to say that's the right thing to do. So, don't know, mate. Um, Auntie Nana. Yeah, I'm I'm similarly in a I, I don't know. Like watching the video of the setup, I was like, yeah, that's that's really bait. It just seemed very strange and it and yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know if these like policing gestures they're just gestures because it's never there every day. It doesn't last a year. It's like they are just policing gestures. And I always feel like those are ways to kind of get data. It's not, you're not really trying to stop an issue. Because most of the time when you really want to stop an issue, it needs to be policed effectively. Like we have a bunch of winos at the end of our road that just position themselves next to this poor shop this off license and I feel so sorry for the owners and the, the the group can be three guys to ten guys just outside of their shop so you're not going to go into the shop because this is where they are and they intimidate the owners and police cars will drive past them all the time never try and like disperse them or anything but 
things go missing and stuff happens and it's generally probably going to be these guys, but you're not actually policing the area so that they don't feel comfortable to stay there. So again, it's like, we know how you can police an area and then it becomes better if there's an issue. You need more foot patrols, you need a real presence, like you need to be the eyes in the area and people see you and then they're not going to congregate there. Setting up a, a metal detector, if you had something, your boy is probably going to watch the area and just be like, avoid Harrow Road, feds are there. And tomorrow you'll be back out with your knife. It's like, that's not actually addressing the issue. There's a culture of insecurity that has young men feeling fearful from the ages of like 13 to 25. And that's societal. Like the, having police setting up metal detectors around the place isn't isn't going to cut it. That's that's not that's not a solution. It's not an answer. It's just a tick box, an exercise for the community to see, to be pissed off or happy about, but it doesn't end anything. Yeah, it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of resources. That's why I also couldn't be in the police force because I'd be pissed if I was out there having to do the search on people. I'd be like, this is a nonsense to my boss. Why I also can't have a boss. But yeah, I would just, this is this is a waste of time. I just wasted a shift. Stopping yeah, people true. going about their business. Very true. Auntie Shade. Um, yeah, um, um, I don't think I'm here for it, to be honest. Um, I think it's a very short-term solution. I wonder, like, who asked for it? Did the residents agree to this? Do you know what I mean? Did they get prior notice? Um, I think it's normalising, increased policing. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like it, it feels like, it does feel like oh, you're pushing on human rights because I I, know, I saw I saw the clip and I saw that the woman that was filming she was saying that because it's a public space I don't know how true this is but probably it's a public space that is that's why it's an infringement on human rights basically and if that's the case then no of course not you can't you don't do that you can't do that shouldn't you're violating all those people do you know what I mean that walk yeah. through. Um, I get, I get, I, I, I get. It could be a deterrent, but I think it just criminalize. Just it just criminalizes people who go through it. Do you know what I mean? It 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 it, it pushes into that stereotype that you live in this area and you're more likely to be a criminal. And yeah. that's just simply not true. It's just not true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then also as well, like, you know, this is kind of like a blackish area. Like, are they trying this in different cities in other areas? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of thing. Like, it, it does, uh, you know, it does feel a bit pr -y as well. Like, oh, we're doing something. Like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. I don't trust it. I really don't trust it. Um, and it, it just shouldn't. I, I don't think it should be the norm. And there's plenty, I don't know. They know how these knives are getting in these areas in the first place. Mm -hmm. They know that. They know how knives are getting there. They know how guns are getting there. And there's probably a few people that are in on it. So definitely, yeah. I don't okay. think this is, this is just surface to me. Okay, um, so Auntie, oh, okay, Auntie so, <laughs> so clearly there is a problem with knife crime. However, I'm going to give you some stats for the area. So in Labrick Grove, in March 2021, there were Hold on. 
15, there were 408 crimes reported within this little area, right? 408 mm. crimes reported, 141 antisocial behaviour, 15 bite thefts, 18 burglary, 16 criminal damage, 20 drugs, 25 other theft, two possession of weapons, two. Wow. In March, possession of weapons. So explain to me why you have chosen a very densely populated area by in inverted commas minorities because you go from Kendall Road which is like that end of Labbott Grove and it got the Haightley sets takes you to Harrow Road which is like you've got Mozart all down there and all that, yeah. all that sort of thing highly populated by black people yeah if you're coming from those areas you and you spot the feds you've either got to walk round by Westbourne Park or you've got to walk round by Kendall like Labbott Grove to avoid that yeah. it's a long they know what they're doing they didn't put these arches in Notting Hill train station okay they didn't put it at the top of of um Portobello Road I mean the rich end of Portobello yeah, Road yeah. they have chosen a specific area and when questioned about it they said it's because there has been a rise in knife crime two reported crimes of possession of weapons two it's not good enough I'm sorry these are the same local police that told Richard's mother when she said to him can you look for my son how am I meant to find your son if you can't find him it's the same police from the same area. So no, you're not going to get no props from me because you put up a metal detector and then you want to try and chat that, oh, you don't have to go through it if you don't want to. It's through the whole, it's blocking the entire pathway. So can you imagine if you say as a black boy, I'm yeah. not going through that, what they're going to say to you? Do you think a black boy is going to feel like he can even have the right to say to eight police officers, I'm not going to go through that. What do you think they're going to do after that? It is against your human rights. I'm sorry, it is an infringement. And they did, it's, it's profiling. And as I said before, that is not to say that there are not problems with knife crime. Obviously, there are problems with knife crime. But that is not the way that you go about solving it. Um, yeah. This thing also, as um, you guys have rightly said, um, it pushes, even it, so if you put this blockage up, there's a blockage, to be honest, um, you, it then pushes the crime, the so-called crime elsewhere anyway. Because like, as you, I think whoever said, you, you, you just go a different way. If you're gonna crime, you're gonna crime. You're gonna stab someone, you're gonna stab someone. And there are times when guys will still stab, seeing police anyway, I say guys, people will still fight. And if they're vexed enough or in that mode of fury, they're gonna do what they need to do regardless of who's around. Um, I was trying to find a solution to it, but yeah, you guys have pretty much shut that down. It's, it's, it's a pointless stand and it's, it's quite performative, that my favourite word, um, in doing that. <sighs> because I, the only reason why I think, sorry, the only thing I was thinking about is what's the immediate, the, the immediate, because we know there's social issues. We know there's all these other factors that are not going to, as Sean Bailey says, resolve in 100 days. It's never going to be that. There's so much deconstructing that needs to happen for the for, for these type of inter-community issues to, be, to, to disappear or at least reduce. Um, and even if they exist in the way that the stats are saying. But what is the immediacy? That's And I'm not even saying it has to be a metal detector, but what is the immediacy? Just to add, looking at the stats, where they the, where they position this arch and looking at the crimes that were committed within March, I would say a fifth of them were in that area. <laughs> a fifth. Yeah. Okay? It's, 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 right. it's, it's, it's more psychological 
So you have this perception of criminality in my area, which makes everybody fearful and on guard and feeling like where I live is shit. And it made me think of Sean Bailey um, putting forward to ZZ Mills that black people are four times more likely to suffer crime from their own. And that is an absolutely falsity. It's not true. You are four times more likely to suffer crime. And it's black men between the ages of 16 to 22. They are four times more likely to suffer crime from another black boy that age. That's not all black people. That's a small minority of black folk. Anyway, but when you put it to all of us like that, like this is a stat that affects all, it doesn't affect me as a as a black woman. It does make me worry about my nephew when he was here, but he's no longer here. Like literally it's, these are the things, but, but when you plant these seeds in all of us, then all of us feel very scared. And, and they know they can capitalize on fear. Fear is like, a, it's a commodity now. It's like, actually, yeah. let's get all of these people feeling really scared. Let's get this whole community really scared. And then you can do lots of things to take away our rights because we don't feel confident. And so you put these symbols up, these fear symbols, like we need to search one of you because you're all criminals. When actually it's like 0.3% from um, Akala's book stats of young people are actually carrying knives and are represented criminally. That's a small minority, but we still have it like it's young people. And it really isn't the majority of young folk. It's such a, a small minority. It's not to say that it's not a problem, but it really isn't the problem that, that it's being fed to us that it is because they really are highlighting this, like really most likely what is more of a, of a danger is is carbon monoxide poisoning, is actually just walking out in the street and getting run over by a car. But you don't have these pressures of, oh my God, I must not go next to a road because I could suffer. For it, it, it. But you'll have these fears when you see a group of black boys come towards you because they've hyped up that they are, like it's like a, a pack of guns walking towards you when you see black people. It, it's just disgusting really when you think about it. Actually, it's such a small minority of people that actually suffer any type of criminality in their whole lifetimes. Yeah. But we're constantly bombarded with this thing of you should be scared because somebody's gonna knife you or attack you or rob you or and it's like it's, that's not actually true. The other thing that I will say about these metal arches is that they're not fail-proof. So basically yeah. quite a few things can set them off. This is the, and especially the ones that are out like external, that quite a number of things can set them off. If they're not programmed in a particular way, if the people using them don't know how to program them, they're, because they're not static, they are portable ones. So they come, they're, they're subject to the elements, right? And mm -hmm. I'm saying this with knowledge because I get them and I use them. So I'm just saying that they are not 100%. So someone could walk through and set it off and then the police could stop and search them. Exactly. So it's and just a violate. Sorry, mm -hmm. go yeah. ahead. No, no, I was just going to say if they don't believe them, then you fuck. Because if they, then, do you know what I mean? It could turn into something ugly. Then we have a bigger situation where someone died at the hands of police because that situation turned into a situation that, you know, didn't have to. Yeah. Oh, have you guys heard of this? It's even more scary. I watched a, a, a mini documentary on it. These other, it's like they are image detectors that they can put up on high streets. 
So as you're walking, it's like the police is, is profiling. They basically are getting a picture of your image and then it goes through files and it may ring up uh, a similarity type like that you would be found, that you may be this person that they're looking for. And then Ain't they're stopping normal folks. Ain't that, is it Tony Sewell? What's the other guy? It's either Tony Sewell's company or the other black guy that if no one likes. Um, uh, what's his name? He used to be a uh, pundit. It's not Tony Sewell, it's the other black guy that no one likes. His company that lent his technology, his technology to Facebook um, and then places that, and, 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 oh, they use it for profiling. It's a black man. I, really? I spoke about him. If it's not Tony Sewell, I feel like it's, what's the other guy? Who was Who? Yes, Trevor Phillips. Trevor yeah. Phillips. Yeah, his company. His organization. Yeah, I was watching it from an activist standpoint. So she was, they put it up in Clapham and there was lots of people going through it. And she was like, do you know that the police have just taken your picture? They have an image of you. There's a big machine there and it's taken Im They were like, I don't know. So then people were going to the police and being like, I don't want my picture on your files. Like, And they're like, we're trialing this. We're going to see how it works. And yeah, it was, it, I was watching it with my mouth open. Like these people, well, it's probably out there. Mm. But they were doing this trial for public facing. And obviously, whenever they do this, you'll have the odd old white person that comes along and is like, if you're not doing anything, it doesn't matter that they have your picture anyway. You're only telling them not to take your picture because you, you may be criminal. And it's just like, you don't know how you can be framed because they have these technologies and they're just profiling you and being like, oh, you look, you fit the profile of this crime that could have happened here. And then they're pulling them over to talk to people about where they were. And it was just like, this is, it felt very Handmaid's Tale-ish. Like um, the beginning stages of just being herded into places. So just to get the, the what I was saying is Trevor Phillips is, his company is called Orange. Trevor, this is the headline in The Guardian, but I remember when this was all going kicking off or whatever. Mm -hmm. Trevor Phillips's firm's origin software linked ethnic groups to crime. Um, the involvement of Trevor Phillips's consultancy in the inquiry into COVID-19, that's it, impact on ethnic minorities has run into fresh controversy after it emerged its software has been used to identify whether different, eth different ethnic groups specialize in particular types of crimes. And it's a, um, his origins program, which identifies people's ethnicity, religion on the basis of their name. So that wasn't facial recognition. Oh, was wow. Indication, yeah. His company, Black Man, and this article was in twenty. What, what do we? Expect? I mean, there's all this talk about you know yeah. how tech is racist as well, but um, he's helping it Trevor, not be Trevor Phillips is a prime candidate for setting up black folk. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, he's 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 setting up the facts that to help them not be so racist. <laughs> Let's get the comments and move on, please. Okay, so we have. Um, Nee says, were the police selecting who went through or was it everybody had to pass? And Nicholas says, was it an amnesty or were they arresting people with knives? And Candy says, is the bridge on the route or of white joggers from Notting Hill? And Ronald says, knife crimes, I'm jealous. Over here, we would love to have knives be our problem, weapons. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. 
it's all over. So basically, the police, the arch blocked the entire pathway. So everyone that was coming over the Hetmy steps had to go through it. So with the, what the police were saying to people was, if you don't want to go through it, you don't have to. But to be honest, can you imagine like an arch around a doorway and that's the only way you can get through? You have to go through it. People had no choice but to go through it. Okay, I, okay. I, I don't know if they were sorry i don't know if that it was an amnesty i it didn't appear to be for me they didn't have you know they have those bins where you can have it did they didn't appear to have any of that kind of stuff and to be honest you go for it take okay i've got my knife i'm going to put it in the bin now you're gonna leave me alone officer What's, that's a weird one okay moving on quickly to aunties no best aunties no best Auntie's no best. Auntie's no best. That was, that was good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. I performed. Yeah, yeah. And also, it was my own tune. I hadn't heard Never Forget for a while, so I forgot the tones and get it me on point. Okay, okay, okay. I understand. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know saying? yeah. Thank you. Anyway, guys, Auntie's no best. Auntie <laughs> Nana, we'd like to read our first problem. And by the way, before I let you go on, this is where we give our advice to you who've been listening and sent us your problems. Now, listen, we just give advice. We just give wise words. We're not doctors, psychologists, therapists, um, scientists, or anything like that qualified with a legal thingy, thingy, thingy. We're just giving our advice. So take it with a pinch of salt. But we are wise. We are learned. And we do no shit. So fucking listen as well. But don't come for us. We will come for you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Hey aunties, I hope you're doing well. I recently met this guy who was 42, I'm 32, and he has a stable job, is very attractive and spoils me rotten. Ooh. When we first went on a date, he told me he had four children. I was initially put off by this, but I ignored the feeling and, and that told me to run. Later on down the line, I found out that these children were for three different women. Now, I shouldn't be one to judge, but this seems a lot to me. But this isn't even my issue now. The issue is he is polyamorous and wants to see other women, but I'm apparently not allowed to see other men. How does this even make sense? I really just want to see your thoughts on this situation, really. I'm, am I silly to think that he is trying to take the piss out of me? Thank you in advance. You just want to hear us cackle and get vexed, don't you, Miss? <laughs> That's what you want us to do. Auntie Farah. Oh, straight to me. Um, <laughs> uh, this reeks of cake and eating it. That's what it reeks of to me. Um, if you're into that sort of thing, then cool. However, he can't expect you to just go along with being in this relationship with him and if you're fully, if you're really poly, what's polyamorous, right? Then that means that the people that you're with are too. That's, you know, tends to be my understanding of it. So you can't have it one way. That's not being polyamorous. That's you saying, I want to fuck big yell. You ain't allowed to fuck no more man. You got to stay up home and have you five, six, seven, and let me swing my dick and put my dick wherever I want, is what he's basically saying. And you're 32. You got time to meet someone who's going to dedicate themselves to you and you alone if that's what you want. The fact that he's got he's 42 and he's got did she say four different children? He could have started at like 16. So th that wouldn't bother me if he was like dedicated to you and you alone in your relationship. I say that with a pinch of salt, but um 
yeah, I, I think there's many more issues here that you've got to deal with. Don't don't you don't need to settle just because he treats you like a queen because he might do that now because you haven't agreed to be his sister wife. <laughs> but when you when you agree to be the sister wife and you're baby number number five, he might not be treating you so well anymore while he's trying to find baby mother number six. So yep. just consider all of that. Yep, Auntie uh, Shade. Yeah, I don't, uh, you're not silly at all. That like, you, you. I think you're writing in because you don't want this, and you're not a collectible. So you know, just take yourself out of the running. There's, there's absolutely no reason why you should be entertaining this. It's not what you signed up for. Yeah, it's just why, why go against what you want? You're, you're so young as well. Like it's just nuts. It's not necessary. As Auntie Farah said, it's just like this could be the wine. You know what I mean? This could be the grooming stage. Yeah. And, then you, and then you get involved in something that you just don't want so get out now while you can yeah this is i mean this whole conversation i think uh, someone was talking about over the weekend or somewhere some conversation i had and we were just discussing about the the, the hypocrisy and the bias that men can go out and sow their oats and women have to sit there with their legs crossed until a man says so says open sesame i beg you no um, this this conversation needs to be explored. Women need to, and I think it's this. I don't want it to be like because men do it, we do it because women are we are set up differently, and there is it's a lot of work managing a, a bunch of other people and their emotions. I think sometimes we um, uh, women. Well, I'm not. I say women. We haven't been afforded this luxury, so I'm saying women um, think it possibly think yeah, it's something easy to handle. But you're managing a group of emotions, and men are emotional. We get sold such a lie about how men are. Um, that you know they're strong and you know they're fine. They can handle stuff. They're very emotional too. So imagine juggling four and three emotional men. That you know it's it's a lot of work juggling relationships and people. And when you throw sex and kids involved, it's a lot. So men are stress are a struggle to deal with too. So women, do you even want that polyamorous life in the way that it seems to be more favourable? That said, men and this two this two, this this hypocrisy thing needs to stop now. We're in 2021, you need to stop it. So if you're going to come and talk that big talk about yes, man, I want bare women, you got a bare man. You, this is the first thing you say is okay, bye. You don't this because it's sexist, it's misogynistic. It's so that shows his mindset already that he's a hypocritical, sexist fool. You don't talk like that because you can't have a you can't have a logical um, conversation with a man that thinks like that. I can have bare girl, but you can't. Come on. And think and say it with his chest and confidently in your relationship conversation. It doesn't even make sense. The sentence can't finish and the conversation can't continue. So get rid of him. I think. Um, it, it, yeah, and as everyone, uh, the other uh, the aunties have said, this is the moment where he's treating you nice because he hasn't got what he wants. When when he gets what he wants, that's the judgment. Maybe if you want to do trial it for if you've got the strength and the tits to come out of it when it gets too much for you, trial it for three months. Say yes, baby. Okay, go ahead. See how you feel after those three months, and then tell me how you right back to us auntie nana but the thing is i don't think he's been very successful so if he's if he follows this kind of polyamorous lifestyle has he married these women even if it's just like i'm attached to each one of them like have you met them this to me just reeks of a man that is like i found a term for cheating that seems to be socially acceptable that I can say to women. So I'm not gonna cheat on you like, and hide it. I'm gonna tell you that I sleep with other women and I'm calling it polyamorous and it only goes one way. 
that's just a it's, a it's it's a lie like he's just lying to you he may have 10 years on you and he's treating you like you're a fool really and truly that's not even what this what this kind of lifestyle actually involves and he's just a he's just a player that's selling you a line like if you are considered to be polyamorous and you are entering into this is how I have relationships it should be a mutual thing this is how we have relationships and you may be polyamorous that I don't feel like I need to have two men but I will allow my partner to bring other women in or to have other wives you can decide that or it can be the other way the man can be like I I'm happy with you, but you could have other men. It's like, it's a decision. It's not something that you just kind of put on somebody like I'm polyamorous. So I'm going to see other chicks, babe. Like, yeah, deal with it. Like that's, that, that's a, that's a player who has developed a new game that may have been working on some women, maybe three of them. And somebody had two kids for him. Like literally it's, you absolutely don't need to be involved in this medley. Like that just sounds like a, a mess. And you, definitely don't want to be baby mother number four and have baby number five and then he's coming nah you don't need to be a part of that run now run for the hills this is like another one of those things remember one of my don't piss me off or unpopular opinion when people say oh i'm ocd oh i'm polyamorous no you're not yes. I, you haven't studied the game you haven't studied what does it actually mean Let's i think it's turning into that Thing. It is turning into that. Like, yeah. I'm polyamorous. No, you're fucking not. You just have a bear gal or bear man, and yeah. you're just juggling with the what the, the cards that life's dealt you. You're not actually a real life polyamorous down to the levels of the science of what that word means. Let's not, as much as I don't want, you know, anyway, let's not destroy the English language in Christ. All right, let's discuss that. <laughs> pretending, all this pretending. Oh, I, bet he, I bet he ain't paying for nothing for none of these people. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're not paying with with his penis yeah <laughs> and that's it and that's what he thinks he's just trying to put big words on a on a on a, on a you're putting put what is it that happened um in was it asos or whatever that sold the caramel and the oasis dress as a caramel one that's what you're doing mate <laughs> <laughs> when the woman took took the clothes she found a label had been replaced that's what you're doing <laughs> um go ahead with the comments i don't know okay i want to shadow you back okay all right um we have um candy says you should both be able to see other people or not at all end of and aquia says go auntie ak you're right on so many levels and uh, nicholas says the smith family have a lot to answer for 2020 entanglement 2021 polyamorous what do we have to look forward to next? <laughs> and Candy says, sounds like he's not over one or more of his PMs. Uh, Jeff Schubin says, polyamorous is total nonsense. I also <laughs> hate the full wife rule within Islam. Just saying, religion is patriarchal contrivance. Contrivance, I love it. Thank contrivance. you, Contrivance, oh, I'm going to use that word. Um, hence, men will always be the benefactories of that crap. Apologies for offending the religious crew, but damn, wise up. Uh, Nicholas says, actually, burn the red table. <laughs> and Ronald said, does he want to marry her and still be polyamorous? And will it just be a uh, dating relationship? So let's establish it. Polyamory is the practice of 
or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner with the informed consent of all partners involved. People who identify as polyamorous may believe in an open relationship with a conscious management of jealousy and reject the view that sexual and relational exclusivity are necessary for deep, committed, long-term loving relationships. Others prefer to restrict their sexual activity to only members of the group. A closed polyamorous relationship, which is usually refer referred to as polyfidelity. Polyamory has, become, has come to be an umbrella term for various forms of non-monogamous, multi-partner relationships or non-exclusive sexual or romantic relationships. Okay, it uses, its usage reflects the choice and the philosophies of the individuals involved, but with recurring themes or values such as love, intimacy, honesty, integrity, equality, communication, and commitment. Now, talk about whether you're polyamorous or not on those facts there. Thank you, people. He's far from polyamorous. <laughs> that wants to tell you I'm cheating. So he, it's not called cheating anymore. Yeah. He wants to be polyamorous, but he wants her to be poly, was it, fidelity? Honestly. Fidelity. That's what he wants. And like, as you see, it's about big, you stop with these words now. Like, come on, just stop. I beg, stop. He just wants to be single, but have a permanent yeah. chick there, or chicks, chicks, and children. Now you got to pay properly. Then you have to marry some folks. Like, I actually really ad admire the the ones that like have lots of wives, and they look after each one. Mm. And and then they go into it thinking like this is some kind of God given challenge for all of them. I don't admire them. I find them hilarious. But if this is what you want to do with your life force, collectively, I understand where you could be like I could elevate intellectually in managing my jealousy, being a part of this cooper cooperative, and seeing how our life grows. I actually am like that's because there's levels of commitment, but actually anything other than that like i'm committed to this you just want to be single but you want to have people there that you've held on to in your life pick and does it okay quickly hi aunties you i've been an avid listener for quite some time now and thoroughly enjoy listening to the podcast please continue to keep up the amazing work we shall i need some advice though on how to deal with jobs worth at work i have this colleague let's call her Tracy. Tracy has decided to take it upon herself to promote herself to my boss, even though we're on the same pay grade. I had a break from her during the lockdown, but now we are seeing each other again. She has disturbed my peace and is getting on my last nerve. Tracy likes to tell me when I can go on my breaks and is constantly looking over my shoulder, telling me I have done things wrong when I haven't. It's just not her way of doing things. Um, Okay, yeah. Um, the microaggressions are not even micro anymore, just aggression. I really don't know how to stop myself from boxing her at work. I've tried to go to my actual boss, but I can see they have some sort of, oh God, friendship. How do I make the days go by quicker? Leaving is not an option at the moment. Auntie, he hasn't come first for a while. Farah, Auntie Farah? I'm gonna use Auntie Sade's favorite thing, HR. HR, like seriously. Because the thing is, I've been in this situation where my boss has had a friendship with another, another colleague to the point where that colleague's kind of like done some ish and tried to like throw me under the bus for their mistake, basically. So when that happened, I was like, OK, I sat there. I listened to them. I heard what they said. When the meeting was done, I called HR and I'm like, I'm not having this. You are not making me out to be a certain way. You're not, you are not my boss. 
So unless you want me to get like this and speak to you in this tone, you are not my boss. You cannot tell me what to do. If you continue to tell me what to do, I'm going to report you to HR. I will just go to HR and get them to speak to her directly. Nip that bad boy in the in the in the bud. And also, when you speak to the my colleague, you better speak to my boss too, because you're showing clear favoritism and you can't do that. No, no, all types of no. All types of no to that situation. Auntie Tracy Shade. needs to do one. Auntie Shade. Yeah, absolutely, HR. Um, I think that you start taking notes and start documenting behaviour, um, just so you have, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, a paper trail uh, of things. Um, and then also, even it's not an option, I, I, I don't know if I believe that, like, you need to look at options. You always need to look at options, because if you're not, you're not being served well within a company, then you need to find other options. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, there's nothing. There's nothing you're gonna be able to do because the problem isn't you. The problem is the people. Do you know what I mean? So there's nothing you're gonna be able to do to really make it easier if they've got a vendetta against you. So it's just basically what it's, it's showing you. If HR doesn't do anything about it, you're not supposed to be there. So you need to take that and go somewhere else. You need to go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Facts, Auntie Nana. Yeah, all of that. And listening to it now, I was just thinking, just imagine your next door colleague, like, policing you. Like, literally being like, yeah, you should take your break now. Um, yeah, I think you should go for half an hour. Like, just imagine that being your daily situation. How you wouldn't, because I would be plotting to beat you up outside of work or get somebody to beat you. I would be, <laughs> but I can't imagine my next door colleague being like, so Nana, you should take your break now. Like, what the hell? Like that just a reflex would happen. Like that can't be, or we're gonna argue every day. Like every day you say that, it's gonna be like, shut up, you take your break. Like, I'm not gonna, I can't, I can't have it. I, I, I if you really are like I I need to stay in this job, then honestly, like you have to you you gotta get a backbone. So yeah, do what the sensible aunties say and go to HR do it the right way or next time when it's a Friday and you're all out on a drink blame it on the drink get rago on her like literally like maybe you need to do that bumping thing like as you're talking like you knock her and you just assert some balls for another word but don't don't be a donut in your workplace like don't let people take the piss yeah you can't have it but that's nah I, I wish I actually knew, like, really, like, sending you... I wish I knew her. Like, that's... I'm cracking up, man. Yeah. <laughs> is, I wish I knew her. The audacity of it, like, literally. Oh. I, should, I should take my lunch now, yeah? Really? Yeah. Because yeah. you say so. <laughs> where, where you went with it was when I was reading it. was like, oh, that's the part that got me. Like, I can't imagine a colleague, and I'm thinking about all those places I've been to, where I've been, that a colleague that's my equal or subordinate is saying you should, you should take your life. I don't even understand how that conversation goes, and I'm a softie, but I, there's no there's things that just will never ever make sense. I'm like, well, what? How are we having the? How does this even work? And how do I sit? I actually want to know what job you're in where you can actually sit down and take that because I don't understand why that's even how that even happens unless you are a very very timid person, and then that's something that you need to look. That's something that needs more exploration because you might actually have a timid counterpart countenance and 
you feel you might be scared of people and stuff like that. There, there, there's real situations with people's character and stuff where you might feel so scared of this person or intimidated. So that's something you've got to look at and maybe you need help mentally and all that type of stuff. That's a different space because just on a day-to-day, -day, your average person, I don't know how long you can go in a workplace and have someone that's not your boss telling you that you should go on lunch. And if they, and are they okay? Are they socially okay? Do they have a social disorder? Are they, um, what's the word, sociopaths? Because what is it that in someone actually also sitting there, I'm gonna sit there and say, hello, do you think you should take your lunch now? Like, what does, what is that motion? I, I, I'm with you now, that's what stuck me in my in my path in thinking about how to respond to this. And you can make them feel, a reflex. Um, you, can sorry, make them feel really, you can make them feel really uncomfortable. I remember, um, I had this colleague one time and they would always want to get on me if I've come in at 10 o'clock and I'd be like, do you know what time I left last night? I was here at midnight. You tucked in your bed. What time did you get here today? So every time that they would get up and leave, they're supposed to leave at like six o'clock, but because they want to get their train, they would leave at like half past five. I'd say to them, have a nice day. <laughs> Thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Make them feel uncomfortable. That's what you can do. When they're telling you to get up and have your lunch, you tell them, that's no, all right, you get up and have your lunch. You look like you could eat. You look yeah. like you need a meal. You get up and have your lunch. I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah, you have to explain yourself. Because I don't, I could, even the thing where she's saying, I don't know, like where she's saying that um, I'm doing things in a different way. Do you have to, are you, are you partnering together? Are you on a project together? I really want to understand the nature of their job because do you have to, how does someone come in? Because work's quite, unless you're on, on some team project that's developing something together where you're paired together. I don't see why her what you do is her business. It just doesn't make sense. Tracy, what's going on? Unless she feels like maybe she's been, maybe the other woman's been there longer. So you know, like sometimes you go into a job with someone who's been there longer feels like they can tell you something. Maybe, maybe it's that. Yeah, and, and okay, I guess maybe because she's sorry, Auntie Shadow. Go on, Auntie Shadow. No, I was just gonna say you should be like like really serious be like you get obsessed with me <laughs> yeah you want to follow everything i do do you know what i mean like you should be like you should play with it that like, i think that yes. yeah, i'd be like are you okay like are you, uh, are you okay today like she's Papa, i'm going to the toilet now yeah exactly i'm back yeah. i'm back from the toilet now <laughs> and i think it's lunch now you couldn't be telling me about my yeah. You couldn't be telling me about my work if my work's not wrong. You cannot be telling me about my work if my work's not wrong. You can kick it with the boss all day long, but if my work's not wrong, what? How do you come and tell me how to do it? It doesn't last very long. This is not a month thing. It's not. Too, this doesn't happen. I, 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 but I, overall, life is way too short to put up. Yeah, with man. To put up. Yeah. Way too short, and your work is such a minuscule part of what should be your life and what is giving you joy. And if it isn't, like you absolutely, there's every option that you should be leaving and you should be looking and there's a world of things that you could be doing okay. so that you're not putting up with this. But I feel like of all the forms of bullying in any way, shape or form, when you're at work and you're being bullied, please just leave. Like you really don't think that this paycheck is the be all on end all because there are so many other things that you could be doing and you could have your own business you can set it up you've probably got lots of skills that people in business need it's like there's a world outside of Tracy the asshole and step into it because you absolutely do not need to be putting up with this shit but then equally don't feel like you have to leave because of Tracy 
because I hate that shit too. Well, it's Tracy gonna... and the boss, though, isn't it? It's like if the, why, if the boss is the yeah. too, like. Just, just that's why I'm saying that she needs to go to HR, and like Auntie Charlie said, she needs to document everything. And if it gets to the stage where you feel like you have to leave, then you take legal action. And you, you know, don't just leave and get another job and let them get away with it. And then some other poor person has to come and deal with that shit. You write shit down, you go to HR, you mm -hmm. document everything that's happened. And if you feel like you cannot take it no more and you have to leave, you sue them because that's not acceptable. Yeah. You do. It's not acceptable. No, yeah. It's not acceptable um, at all. Yeah, all right. Let's move on for, for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. Charlie, <laughs> you broke me. You broke me. I was on the soprano with my RK levels. I was gonna to get to my carry levels, mate. Okay, <laughs> that's exactly what you broke me. I was right about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sorry, we have a couple. Oh, of, sorry, my bad. Um, comments. Sorry. Comment. The time uh, okay, yeah. So Nicola does say take it to HR. Um, she also says start crying, bawling your eyes out, sign <laughs> off anxiety and stress, and say you are being bullied. Equia said, leaving is always an option, but I would ask, has this happened to you in work before? I wonder if maybe you have contributed to this situation. Speak to your friends who know you and find a new way to be at work, then go to HR. Candice says, if the colleague is pally with the boss, they may be more in the know of what the boss wants, but they may be trying to do her a favour interesting take and um ronald says maybe the woman tells her to go on break because she needs her away from her desk at the time for a particular reason do you know what made me laugh i for that moment i thought you remember, what was the problem the dilemma before when the person fainted and pretended that she couldn't remember the racism for some reason oh, like, just keep yeah. fainting. <laughs> yeah. 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 maybe maybe what it is is that Tracy has got irritable bowel syndrome and she needs to let out some big farts. Oh, so she's like, go on so lunch now, like, go on lunch now. So I can sit and must be. lunch. <laughs> for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. That's going to be cut out. That wasn't so <laughs> bad. I feel like there was... It, I hadn't walked up. Yeah, yeah, it was it was almost there though. It's it wasn't so bad. Yeah. And because I felt the negative vibes from certain aunties that like, oh name nameless, I I, I, I choked. It's a lot I would say that was Alicia Keys level. I'm saying so, that's not a good thing though. Let's just it's say all right, that. she's commanded. She's a, a superstar. She's a superstar. So, she's Jada's a superstar. She can't sing for shit. It doesn't and matter. She's a really good songwriter. Yes, she is. Anyway, <clears throat> for the culture, it's on a more of a serious note, actually. So for the culture is where we talk about things that affect the community, the black community, this culture, and what's been talked about on the socials. And unfortunately, last week, the culture was hit with some surprising allegations about, uh, I guess, an icon. Questionable whether everyone liked him, but is an icon in the black filmmaking world, Mr. Noel Clark who's an actor and filmmaker and producer, um, was accused, has been accused of being a sexual predator by, um, and that's, inclu that's including groping, harassment and bullying by 20 women who came forward and shared their allegations in The Guardian. Um, this sent the arts world and fans of his notable franchise, Kidhood, Brotherhood, Adulthood and other works 
and of more recently Bulletproof, the series that's um, that he does with Ashley Waters, into a tizzy and a frenzy and disappointment and sadness because you know it includes him bullying people, harassing people, um, giving naked auditions where he shouldn't have been, verbal abuse, and you know rumors of him being very inappropriate sexually on set and um, manipulating, abusing his power to um, have women feel like they had to do seminal sexual favors or act in a certain way in order to get work. So all this type of stuff, there's a 29 page letter that he has and him and his lawyers have denied all these allegations, um, though he has issued an apology saying, you know, though I don't admit to the sexual allegations, I do realize where, recognize where some of my behavior may be deemed inappropriate and cause people some pain and for which I will go and get help to sort out these issues. I just want to say, I want to ask, sorry, you guys, how do you feel? And again, it's back to that whole thing. How the hell do we deal with the problem of sexual predatory behavior, especially in industries like the arts where mostly men abuse their positions of power to get vulnerable young women or not just young women, women into a position where they feel like it's their career or their life. Is that the right kind of analogy? What were your thoughts? Auntie Nana. Um, you know what? So in when it first came out, I was like, oh, this is hugely disappointing. Um, because he was seen as such a a kind of triumph in kind of the black British world. Like it's like he's an independent, he has his um his production company, and I really like enjoy not specifically for him but like um bulletproof i think is a really good piece of drama and having two black men as a police officers and it's like and it's their production company as well you know it's like it's their thing like they are heavily involved in it yeah it was like it was something to celebrate um but for Noel, i had never taken to him as a man because a couple of actors that I know had just said like early on in their careers, he kind of befriended them and made some promises and just ducked them. And it was like, and it wasn't, and it wasn't just a simple ghosting. It's like, he seems to have a real way of, of being a bastard to people. So I'd heard this a few years ago. So always kind of side-eyed him, but I generally like Usher D. So yeah, I was a bit like, oh, it's disappointing. It, it's still disappointing. But then after reading stories, it was like, this dude deserves all he gets. And absolutely, you know, he needs to be buried now, but we don't need to see anything from him again. But the problem is much bigger than him because he's been enabled mm -hmm. like lots of people are and his behavior has been ignored and people have known that he's an asshole for years and he was still given accolades. Mm -hmm. and, and I think more than anything, BAFTA, really have a lot to answer for for hearing of these allegations and still awarding him for outstanding um outstanding achievement award and yeah it's just like this is this is the industry isn't it and it has to we we all have to start speaking out and actually not allow this behavior to go on and enable people to have these platforms and and have such a long span of tyranny 
because again, Adam Deacon had mentioned that they did, I mean, again, it was in a bit of a manic stage, but he did say he is a nonce. He did say he is a bully. Mm -hmm. He did say he does blackball people. Mm -hmm. And what was that 10 years ago now that he said all of that and was kind of rubbished. But again, at that time, there was lots of people around that knew that this dude has really um, sociopathic tendencies in his personality and he was allowed to kind of reign. So I'm glad it's come to light and I'm more kind of wondering who else is going to, who else is going to um, be held to account as well, because you know that there's lots more. And I'm glad that there are so many black men, especially having the conversation of how their inappropriate behaviour is not acceptable now. And just kind of discussing what was acceptable a few years ago that is actually toxic and being able to see that um, that there's a culture of just really feeling entitled to women's bodies in various different ways. If that's labour, actually physically touching them, but there's just been a real entitlement. And uh, I, I was, it was good to see men in discussion groups actually discussing how I've been inappropriate at this time and and actually like airing it out in public, like I must do better. Like you, Auntie Nana, I was very glad to see that a lot of people came out and, you know, basically said that this is disgusting and they stood by the women and, and that they believed the women. What's disappointing is that a lot of these people knew that it was happening at the time. And unfortunately, they waited for the story to break before they actually voiced their opinions. They, these are people that worked with him or purposely didn't work with him, but knew that it was happening and, and didn't and didn't mention things before. Um, the fact that he came out, it's all alleged in it at the moment. We must say that for legal reasons. But the fact that he came out and he said that I apologise and I'm getting therapy, but I didn't do anything sexual. I don't necessarily believe you. There's a lot of people saying, and sexual doesn't necessarily always mean that you're pinning somebody down and mm. having sex with them. If you send someone a picture of your dick or you take inappropriate pictures of somebody or you say inappropriate things or you slap somebody on the bum, those are all inappropriate acts of sexual behaviour. So, you know, I have always said if you have multiple women from different places saying the same thing, you've got to look at what it is that these people are saying. And in terms of blacklisting people, he's notorious for doing that. And, you know, people will say that he stopped them from getting work here and, and in, you know, other places. He's made promises he hasn't kept to them. I, I, it's very disappointing. I'm also disappointed in the fact that even though these allegations were surfaced, you know, were surfacing, they still allowed him to get his award. And then they dealt with it afterwards. BAFTA, I'm talking about. I, I do feel like that situation could have been handled a little bit better just because of what's unfolded now. Um, yes, they were allegations, but maybe they should have suspended that award from, you know, until those allegations were looked at. I don't know. I just think it's very disappointing. He is not alone. And I ha I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, you know, they're just coming for the black man again. And that's not to say that he isn't being held at the front of this. However, we also have to hold our own accountable for their actions. 
just because, you know, R. Kelly got away with a lot of shit for a lot of years because there's this thing of you must protect the black man and you mustn't let them be seen a certain way. You've got to hold them accountable for their shit just as much. Otherwise, mm. we've got no voice anywhere. If we can't call out our own, we've got no voice anywhere. So, yeah, it's just, it's very disappointing. Like you, Auntie Nana, I don't, I can't necessarily say that he's someone I highly favoured anyway. Just as an actor, he's just not one of my favourite actors. And I think his films are mediocre. And that's just my <laughs> own opinion. But there you go. Auntie Shade. Um, okay, so from my point of view, I I, I I think I've been feeling a bit numb. I'm still processing, to be honest, um, about this whole thing. Like, um, and like, I'm going to talk from a very, that I guess, like in a sense, like selfish standpoint. In that, I was really inspired by No Cut's work. Like growing up, do you know what I mean? Like that, I think adulthood. Wanted, made me want to make content, make films, make like do everything. Do you know what I mean? It gave me, um, from some of the, like even from an events perspective, some of the jobs that I worked on, companies I worked with, like they were like, you know, like it's, it showed me it was possible. Do you know what mm. I mean? To actually do something, make something, create something, own it. Do you know what I mean? So it's just in terms of, it's just so, I find it quite devastating that this has happened. Obviously, heart goes out to all the victims and everything, the alleged victims that we have to say at this point. Um, so yeah, it's complicated. It's just, it's just re I find it very complicated. Um, do you know what I mean? Um, not that I, I, you know, like definitely throw him under the jail. If he's guilty, throw him under the jail 100%. Um, but it's almost like we can't have anything, can we? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's it's so annoying. It you know, um, so yeah. And I'm fine. I'm, I'm finding it quite difficult because you know, there's there's times like I I remember I remember like Adam before, and then I remember when he was broken. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. And like you know, not enough was done to support him to mm -hmm. protect. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, the other people, I don't know. So I'll just talk about, you know, the people that I have interacted with. But like, like he was kind of, he was just left out to be slaughtered, man. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's horrible. It's just so horrible. It's absolutely, it's just, do you know what I mean? But like in that situation at that time, you just feel so powerless and there's nothing you really can do, you know? And, knowing of his reputation, not the sexual side, but more of the bullying, anger bursts, that kind of thing, or blacklisting. Um, but knowing that like, there was like this wall of, I, I guess, of silence and stuff, it really put me off, personally, and I'm pretty sure it put a lot of people off, even pursuing a career in that industry. Do you know what I mean? It just, it just, because it's just like, if I have to deal with misogynistic men all day, like, this is ridiculous. Or if I have to, you know, that like, I, I can't, I couldn't do it. Um, and I'm pretty sure there are hundreds of people like me, or women like me, that want to get into these industries, but don't because these, they, there are these toxic men that are blocking. Mm. Um, yeah. 
routes and paths and, and, and jobs and all of that kind of stuff. So I, I, there's a lot going on. But yeah, I do, I, I do also think it's just the tip of the iceberg. I think he's low-hanging low fruit. I think that the whole BAFTA nomination um, award-winning thing, my theory is it was strategic, um, maybe to make sure that, you know, he wasn't on the scent of things, um, to keep it going kind of thing, so they could uh, blindside him, which, yes, I agree that that's what they should do. Um, but, yeah, I just think, I think he, I think he got too comfortable. I think he, mm -hmm. he's done an OJ, man. He forgot he was black. <laughs> <laughs> entirely it he, yeah. he was black and he uh, you know just thought, forgot that this thing this can catch up like too much power no no one man should have all that power really and truly our industry is tiny as it is anyway kind of thing and if you're not there to support push through people despite your talent then you shouldn't be there do you know what i mean you shouldn't hold those positions um so yeah like if he's guilty which i believe that he is but that's just my opinion for the record um definitely he needs to go down people associated with him need to go down like everybody who's everybody who is you know uh associated with this i don't even know what the term is but like they all need to go down man let's just ground zero the whole thing and start again <laughs> that's that's the way. Yeah. Um, you guys pretty much said it. Obviously, with my platform, I've interacted with Noel a few times. Um, I I'm, I had judgment of him before we knew each other, and that was because based on the community rumors about him. Um. So I kind of had a judgment about him. Had my perception of him, and and I wasn't a fan um i thought it out who was good and then before i became before i launched a british blacklist my assumptions of the kidhood franchise i just remember thinking adulthood was a lot of shouting um and i felt could it so i was critiquing him as a creative and i wasn't necessarily a fan and watching his career project trajectory um and then subsequently speaking to lots of talent british black creatives who have come up under his era he is cited as an influential, because I know a lot of people are upset by this and from hearing this, because he is a very influential, like Auntie Sade said, a moment in time where he made it seem like it was possible. But what I felt, always felt before, I, this is before I met him, to have an interaction where I could like, okay, I know you from a different perspective, I'm having a conversation with you, not a friend, an industry associate. So that's where I'd put our relationship. But, um, Watching his career, I felt like he got too much too soon. He got everything thrown at him. And so, and he drank the Kool-Aid of that. And that's where it's what stemmed those comments about him, that he's egotistical, he's an ass, he's not very nice, doesn't really like women. I heard some stuff about black women, not sure, but mm. that's what, that's the vibe I got as well. Um, I got that vibe about what type of black guy I thought he was as well. So that's what kept me like, mm, not really sure about that guy. So I feel like what this industry does is pluck a black person that they like or they think is doing what they want and then shum them to the top. But they don't take care of them. They don't nurture them. They don't give them the same support that they would potentially give um, other 
white, young, bright superstars. And there's a lot of stories that we don't hear that don't come to press about a lot of these very popular white young stars. Um, someone said something. Someone said something to me about a very popular current pop star right now, white boy, who has got so much scandal behind him. But the way his people then protect him, you don't. You think this boy is a golden child? Or but just like, that, would you not say that about Noel though? Because look how many years it's taken for it to uh, get to this point. So do you not think that the industry have also protected him to well, this point? Because I, well, it's not like he came out yesterday and then this these allegations. I feel like he's also been protected. Maybe, but I'm, I'm just saying that in, but I'm just saying that the, well, maybe, maybe you're counting my point, but I, well, I feel like, well, I was saying that he's been on this trajectory when he's been elevated and they, well, maybe it's protected. He's been sent to this place and kept in this space where, yeah, we like what you're doing. You're doing what you're doing. We're going to elevate you. But then he cut, he was um, sent back down because his talent didn't match the, um, the, the pedestals that he was being put on. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm talking about the protection because Though he, his behavior might have been protected, but his actual nurture and development and skill set isn't wasn't being nurtured, and they do that to black. That's where I was coming from. Sorry, that's where I'm coming from. From black creatives, don't get that same nurture and protection and development support to become better. And, do, and this isn't aside from his personality. This is um, what I think from what I'm seeing. Um, and so I think that he drank the Kool Aid, went off on this thing, became the arsehole. So yes, I'm man with all the power. And then you got to a point where this was not um, feasible anymore for whoever it didn't work for anymore. You got brought back down. And as we were saying that you forgot, you forgot where you, I don't want to sing again. You forgot where you came from. You forgot who you are. You forgot that. I don't know what it is about us when we're not, when we get into this space that we lose our heads and forget that we are not their chosen thing or we're not, we're not in control of our destiny when we're in these spaces that's dominated and ruled by them. So that's the part I'm, oh, um, I think I just, you made a key point though before, when you said his talent wasn't what they thought it was going to be. So in terms of nurturing his talent and helping him develop where he needed to go, maybe at first when he was being given these opportunities and then his talent didn't quite live up to them, it gets to a point where they stop nurturing people like that to a certain extent, but he was still getting opportunities. But maybe, I, 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 I don't know, I just feel like, he was still getting opportunities, maybe not what he would have got if he was far more talented. But back to what I said before, I've always found him quite mediocre. So if if the people around him are finding him quite mediocre, there's only so far that they can take him. And remember, these people, they're all about the, what are they about? They're about how much cash that they can get out of you, aren't they, at the end of the day? So if there's somebody else who they can get more cash out of, maybe they will nurture them more. But he definitely has been protected. He's been protected. He, you know, if you look at the reports of the people that have been saying stuff, they have been saying it for a long, long, long time. And he has still been getting shows. He's still been getting commissions. He's still been getting funding. This is, this is still stuff that he, that has not stopped. So in that element, yeah, I'm not saying he hasn't had to go out and work for shit because obviously he has. He's like independent. So you do have to go out and raise funds and do all these things yourself. But he's not. It's not like he didn't. He, this man's been protected. He's been and enabled. Yeah, he's, been pushed, he's been he's been pushed to the front now, and there's a lot of people behind him, and he probably knows where all the bones are buried, and he's not on his own. But they different. They definitely protected him until it got to the point where they couldn't know more, well, and then they're like, maybe my maybe my point maybe my words is wrong, but I feel like there's something that in his 
knowing that you personally know, like all of us here are quite, we're business-minded, competitive. We don't like, we, we're professional. We're very, what's the word? Anal in quotes about our work being seen as, we're perfect. I don't want to say we're perfectionists because again, that's one of those words that people say and they're not really. But at that level of, we have a high standard to our work, let's say it like that. So when, if, you know, when you're going through life and someone's like, yeah, you're great and you know you're doing shit or someone says, oh, that looks really good and you know it's fucking shit. That's something about that. And so maybe I'm trying to say that there's a journey that he's been on where he must know that I'm not, uh, maybe I'm not being clear what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not that good, not that good, but I'm in these spaces and I'm no, being no. elevated and supported. I, I, I don't think too many, many artists have those thoughts. Sorry. So, I was going to say, do you, do you think, are you saying like he's got imposter syndrome? Is that, is that what it is? It, I suppose imposter syndrome, you're conscious of it, right? So you feel insecure. So that, but it's like, uh, and this is kind of detracting from what he's actually done, but I just trying to, maybe I'm just trying to understand the man behind, like what, what, where you get to this space where you forget who you are. And yeah, maybe if it's been protected or whatever, you, like you, maybe it's like, do you not know that you possibly didn't deserve to be in that space? And, but yet, and it's not even that you're good and imposter syndrome makes me feel like you're, you're, you're good at what you're doing, but you feel like you don't have the right and you're not recognizing the fact that you're actually good to be in this space. You mm. deserve to be in this space. Yeah, that's imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like. But then you look at the work, cause I, I, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be a hypocrite in any type of way, but that's why I was trying to make it clear that me and him are not friends. I know of him and he might be like, why are you talking about me like this? But we haven't got, we don't call each other. Um, but when I watch like for his, when I work, look at his work, I'm like, there's so many things you need to do that could make you a better creative, but you haven't done. And I was, and I hang back on the fact that people say that you're arrogant and you think you're misnotable and you make a lot of demands on people acknowledging you're um, launching their careers. Though people have, yes, you were a gate opener, a, a gate opener to some, because you actually, I don't want to undermine that because you cast who you cast, but they also wouldn't have gone on their journey if they weren't good enough. You get what I'm saying? So I don't mm -hmm. want to undermine that. You created a, a platform, you cast a lot and you work with a lot. But then when it got to a point where you became the name in light, you started blocking those people. So how long are people supposed to credit you for when you become a blocker? You turn those people and turn the focus more onto him. Sorry? I, I just said blocking those people and turning, as you said, the focus more onto him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say it's just like he wanted them to be eternally grateful. Yes. Like, just like forever, like almost like worshiping him or like putting him for do you know what I mean? Like kind of thing yeah. and remembering yeah. that kind of thing. And and that that's ego based, isn't it? Mm -hmm. just, yeah. That that that's a, a massive sign. So like, I wonder if not to, again, not to take away from what he's done, that space of insecurity, and I don't want to give it a title that gives him any kind of deference or oh they're there you're insecure so you took your power out on um, innocent young women or innocent women that's not it but is that where is that what it was like you knew that you were in a position that you shouldn't be in potentially so you're lauding it and but it's, no, but no, it's your character because, because people well obviously this is still all allegedly but there's you know information out there that suggests he was like this before yeah Do you know what I mean? that's what like, I was, about to say. was that his character from school yeah, yeah there's, exactly. there's so many stories that I was reading from people that have gone to college with him that were like he has always been an egomaniac like he thought he was nice people treated him like he was a sweet boy and that carried on and but he would also be very horrible to girls so you know that's 
So the I don't think have... people develop these characters though. I think you have yeah. it, and then you find your tribe of people, and some people like you, and they enable you, and they forgive your shitty person because nobody's one way. He's probably super nice, supportive to certain folks that he is well, like, they're higher than me and he will respect them. And there are other people who's like, you're lower than me and I can shit on you or I need you for this ride. And he's like that to them. Like nobody is ever a cunt to everyone. That's you know, There's always some people that you're respectful to and other people that yeah. you're an idiot to. Like, you That's know. like when people say to me, oh, it was so, if you meet so-and-so, were they nice? I'm like, well, that we were never in a situation where they would be unnice to me, apart from if they're, if someone's maybe like, if they're tired or in a generally bad mood and they don't want to do the, be in the situation that they're forced to be yeah. in, or it's a press thing. And even that, I can't even judge you because if you're tired and you've got shit going on, I don't know. And me coming at you as a journalist and you're in some type of way, I can't even judge your personality on that. I can't judge you on whether we bust joke in a conversation. I can't judge you because I just don't know you. So that's, you, you, it's hard to judge people in the public eye in that respect. And the other, Thing before we go to the comments, it was was the conversation about whether the, we we said it. The people that didn't speak up and condemn him, or more men speaking up to say, look, this is I don't agree with this. So I run it by a couple of guys, and I was like, yeah, someone tweeted. I think it was a guy called R. M. Moses, who's a filmmaker, and he tweeted, you know, it's interesting that there's radio silence from the black men in the community, or something to that effect, right? Saying condemning um, Noel Clark's behaviour. So I run it by a friend of mine, and he was like. First of all, the story just it literally was in the morning of it breaking. So he's like, give everybody a chance to process it because people are still processing. And then I said, OK, that's fair. But I also feel like there is a there, there's truth in the fact that when these things come out, there's not as much condemnation. Um, and but what does that come? What does a condemnation mean? And how does that condemnation come condemnation come across? But also, I do feel as women, we do have this thing where guys don't really speak up in our space and say, we're not for this. We've had lots of rappers, quite a few rappers in the music industry come be exposed as being predators and stuff like that. And there's a bit of a radio silence. And the same thing happened recently where I think it was expected people to say something, didn't say something. So there's an understanding like, look, you've been with a colleague for time and they're revealed as that. What do you do? Processing things like that. It's like your cousin gets outed as a rapist. What do you do? Um, but then there were people like Sidemen, Aaron Roach, um, Bridgeford and Ajani Salmon who made statements where not really commenting on Noel Clark because whatever will be, done, will be done. However, as a man, A, B, C, D, I think as men, we must A, B, C, D. So I just wanted to quickly ask, was there any expectation? Do you feel like there should have been more condemnation, more people speaking up? Does it matter? What are your thoughts? I, 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 I kind of don't expect the public kind of, I, I don't expect men to come out in droves and be like, I support the women. I, I don't know. I, I didn't expect that. I wasn't even expecting Asha D, Ashley Waters, to do his statement. I was surprised at that, but still was like, yeah, that's the right thing to do as his closest colleague, as like, you know, to actually put that standpoint out there. But then again, did you guys see that tweet where a girl was like... Um, yeah, I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah basically like, oh, coming for like you you wasn't saying that when you touched me in 2002 at some football well, thing. and you know that's come out that he was actually in jail at that time that so that that event that yeah. she was like you touched me at this event he was actually in prison and i think these are the things where 
like really that girl should have so much more of a backlash because this is the moment where we need to all be being absolutely honest and you throwing in comments that then go viral as well and it's not true and you're then rubbishing another black man's character is it fuels the fire of oh look they're just going after the black men and it's just like these are the things where I'm like you muddy the waters and it's just not okay to and yeah so I don't expect men to kind of be there and and um put themselves forward because of things like that and it, it's it's so yeah I'm not I'm not surprised and I liked what Sideman did and it would be great if more men put their feelings out as into I'm going to check myself and we need to have these conversations with each other it, it would be nice if more people did that but I don't expect it um, far um it's interesting because I'm starting some of the men that I know it, do, if they think that anyone could ever come back and you know perhaps say that they acted in um inappropriate ways because oh it's 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 difficult because i suppose at at certain times they don't deem it as inappropriate even if it makes the woman feel slightly uncomfortable you know like that thing of you're walking down the road and a guy will say Yal yal, or whatever it is, and then you'll be like, eh, "Don't talk to me," or you just won't talk to them. And then the next minute they say, "No, you're ugly anyway. Well, you're a lesbian," and it's like it's 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 <laughs> it's that sort of thing. Like I don't think men, and we've spoken about this before. I don't think they necessarily think how that can affect somebody and how that can be, mm. you know, damaging to that person. And that's it's inappropriate to do those sort of things. And let's flip the scripts. How would you feel if I was saying, "Ah, oh, you're you look you you look big in your tracksuit bottoms today, in it?" Or you don't look big in your tracksuit bottoms today. Yeah. Like there's so you know how how would you feel if women you know um, subjected you to that kind of sort of thing? So it's 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 very very difficult. But I I do think like a lot of people saw his behaviour and they just closed their eyes to it. They saw but they didn't see. And that that is also a problem because they wanted to eat. People wanted to eat. Auntie Shade. So yeah, I think um, for the men speaking out, I think uh, there's no incentive for them to, right? There's no incentive for them to to speak out at all. Um, I wish they did. I do think that some of the men that have said something have been very clever about it. Um, and you know you can say you, it's it's kind of easier to say I'm going to check myself rather than this is what I've done <laughs> and I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? It is um, so. There's that as well. Uh, but I do think that um, I do think I do think Mormons should they they, they should because it it is is for the thing is it's a male dominated industry. If men don't hold other men accountable, we're just going to have the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just going to, the cycle's going to continue on um, really and truly. And I just think it's just cowardly behaviour, man. It's really? just really cowardly. And, I, and, this is the, and this is the thing about, I think sometimes I get what's, uh, maybe, yeah, worked up when people are like, oh, you should support this thing because this black person's, no, I'm not supporting anything if I don't want to. I yeah. have do you know what I mean? Because actually, we don't know who is behind who that person is. 
we don't know we're taking it on good faith and unfortunately it just seems like more like who can you like nowadays who can you <laughs> literally you can't go four minutes without something coming out exactly you can't probably even put my hand up and say yes i love that person tt now do you know what i mean they're in some sex ring or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, that's not even far-fetched to say literally no, it's really not it's just crazy like so I, so yes i think it should and, and and i think and i hope that what is happening to Noel works as a clear deterrent to to mm. wannabe abusers or current abusers that they either stop that shit or don't even try because yeah. this 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 cannot continue it just can't continue and if you want to try it then you're you're going to lose everything rough you're going to lose absolutely everything and that has it has to be that because that's that seems to be the only thing that these types of people understand that once yeah. everything is at risk oh then oh oh then i've got to check my behavior yeah. Do you know what I mean? like you don't know that you're abusing your power regardless of whether you think oh you know is it is it <laughs> is this right or not you know when you're taking the piss you yeah. know when you're taking you know yeah. you're, you're you're oppressing someone or not male or female you know when you're doing that so i don't get that whole uh you know uh, men aren't educated enough to know what's right or wrong you know what's right or wrong well, you, you just have to have it. therapy now because you've realized well, that what you did and this is was a, wrong such a bullshit cop out line you need gel time if you've done this you need straight that, gel time that's, that's why you can't mean. admit to the sexual part because only that's a, an admission yeah yeah right. can't. um i was going to say for the hoteps of the people that like this is a black conspiracy um i definitely think he's an easy scapegoat because but he did it i mean allegedly for the bits they've been accused for allegedly okay allegedly but it's a strong chance that he did percentage of these I things don't right? let those people so, off so so um ah, uh yeah sorry sorry um, it just infuriates i'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you but it just infuriates me when they say when they make those comments and i'm not saying that like Artishade said he's not low hanging fruit fruit i'm not saying that but you cannot let these people off just because you're a black man i'm oh. not protecting you just because you're a black man if you are a sexual fucking predator then you need to get hailed out in fact it's worse because you should know better no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not protecting you. Can I just say, to interrupt you one more time, so he's on Cameo charging £48.75, right, for shout-outs. His Cameo profile says, most prolific black British film movie star in British film. Wow. Kingmaker, Kingmaker stay on my good side. That's what it says. That's I mean, his profile. To be fair, the stats, when BFI did the Black Star um, Film Festival, uh four or five years ago he he is actually the top um build actor and you wouldn't even think it by years he, he he reaches high on all the stats and this is what's also gone to his head so that there's there's statistical proof but it doesn't mean to say anything in this day and age mm. i wasn't saying that and in in um the fact that he's scapegoating yes because right now he's now the poster child for all the because we you guys haven't had a me too movement just yet and a me too outing so the fact that all this is happening to know and it's quite a, a People are saying that this is the tip of the iceberg. More things are going to come out. However, there's, this is giving a nice, a nice enough. If you want to be a conspiracy theorist, so I'm going to give the hotel this little nugget to sit on their pipe and smoke. Is that to put in their pipe and smoke? Is that maybe that this gives now a time for all the other predators? There are definitely a bunch of other 
white predators for sure, who are now cleaning up shop, getting their NDAs out, getting their lawyers onto things and cleaning up shop. So this is actually giving some breadth of time for them to sew up whatever they need to sew up. So that's the only part I'd be like, okay, maybe you can ruminate on that, but don't expect us to defend just because he's a black man. And this is not the case of a black man being persecuted. I think I saw someone make jokes about, well, he's not trying to buy NBC and he's not um, this, that, and the other, like they tried to say for Bill Cosby and all that type of stuff, why they came for him. And the other thing I want to do is like for guys who are saying, I'm going to check myself, but I'm scared. I don't want to be accused of mansplaining. I saw someone that's in my friend circle, won't say his name, but he made a very nice post. And at the bottom, then he said, but I don't know in this day and age because you can't say anything. Yeah. Countering that, fuck you. I'm so sorry. And I, 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 I had to walk past it because we're supposedly friends, but I don't like that commentary. You're going to big us up and say, yes, I'm going to check myself. But I, I'm also scared because I don't want to be accused of mansplaining because you don't know what you can say these days. You're just countering everything you're fucking saying. You're part of the problem. So middle finger to you. Um, let's get the comments on them. We must move on. <laughs> okay. All right. So Aquia says, sadly, we know that the media world is really, really toxic. If anything, we need to talk about how and why that is. All the pinnacle institutions are really hierarchical, sexist and racist. They are upholders of the design of society. You cannot rise in these institutions without being a person who can uphold the hierarchy. It's as simple as that. It doesn't surprise me, although it is sad, but I have never seen any of his films because they, to me, are anti-Black. And so, to me, he is happy to make a victim of everyone. Um, Candy says, I think it's an industry where so many people, powerful men especially, have been able to get away with that behaviour. It's full of enablers. They, too, need to be held accountable. And Zell Sugar says, I agree with not protecting him, etc. And that 20 women is a lot of witnesses. But all of this should be done privately, like how some stars can get anonymity until their court case is heard. Why didn't this happen? He's been tried already. Yeah, We kind of didn't touch on that, but... Um, just in a quick sentence, basically, it's so hard to get a sexual... Uh, and let alone bullying conviction on anybody, let alone somebody that is a star internationally. Like it's three percent for a normal man; he probably wouldn't get convicted. So sometimes you have to go to the media. Just how it goes. And um, I, I just, I understand, and I saw that conversation, and people even were coming for Ashley for saying what he said, saying that he's a turncoat and a traitor. Mm. Um, but. I don't. I don't want to put it. But people who know this Noel Clark know what they know. So that's why there is not a lot of. Let's flip it. Why are there not more people saying now? Nah, get their t-shirts. I got a spray can on their t-shirt saying, "Allow Noel Clark, free Noel Clark." You know what I mean? And I stand by Noel Clark. There's not. It's quite silent. I, I think I had a friend who. Yeah, I had a friend who discussed this, and they were saying that. Oh, Black Twitter is going to come for, and, and I said no, they're not because Noel Clark, unfortunately, isn't liked in the industry necessarily. Mm -hmm. And if you look, so it's, it's he's not that guy. It might be different if it was Asha D. It might be different if it was um, Stormzy. It might be different if it's Dams and Idris. There's guys in the industry that people might go on a limb for, but unfortunately, yeah. because of his reputation, Noel Clark's not one of them. So this is an easy. That's why also some people are just like, boy, you know. It's not even worth me saying nothing. Actually, glad he's gone, to be honest, because yeah. about time. But I'm not going to put myself out there just in case. However, jog on, mate. Because the people would be, we know how we are. We rally around our people when we want to rally around them. 
So the silence is very glaring. Yeah. And that was for the culture. Um, moving on to what's made you sad, mad, and glad this week, my ladies. Let's go with Auntie Nana first. Okay, I actually have to read because I've forgotten. All right, so um, first off, sad. Um, yeah, I was so sad about hearing about a father who was defending his son and kind of got into an altercation with another man who it's said now has mental health issues and was stabbed a few times in Wilsdon in broad daylight. And one of my friends happened to be there at the time and it was his account of like watching the father kind of lose his life like literally just put me in floods of tears it was just so sad um so yeah just absolute rest in peace to that father um mad yeah Kamala Harris <laughs> but um I was mad that she proved me right <laughs> that she is uh, an idiot for agreeing that America is not racist. Then, as when we spoke about the report, this seems to be some new international wave that's going around that they're going to denounce racism like it doesn't exist institutionally in countries, but also that she was heralded as some type of savior for America and Black people were really rallying behind her. It's, it's, funny and also maddening that we fell for this again so yeah that's my mad and i'm glad that the breakfast club interviewed dr uma it's up on the on the site it's just brilliant <laughs> i found it thoroughly amusing watching him as usual i'm also glad that the joe budden podcast boys are back together again after their little podcast beef so you can watch a couple of episodes where Rory and Ma are back with Joe Budden. Gosh. Um, Auntie Shade. Um, so I was sad um reading Adam Deacon's statement. That was yeah, it was it was quite sad to me. Kind of got me a little bit. Um mad about the people. In the UK, you only wash their bed sheets once a year. Come on now. It's really crazy. It made me so angry. I just, I just. A year? Why do you even happen? This is And apparently, a third of people, and we know what people they're talking about. Yeah. A third of people only wash their bed sheets once a year. So, yeah. I, I believe I remember when I was a kid and my mum would tell me how some folks they only had baths in the summertime. Yes, I had that conversation too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> when we were younger, our parents used to tell us that you can't stay at any any anyone's house. Yeah. That's why they they said those rules. And at the yeah. time we thought they were being mean. They weren't being mean. They knew that what well, they didn't want us to come home with. Yeah. And my anecdote that um there was a family that wasn't like us um someone said that they used to come down and stay with them um and something they ran out of water or something the water was turned off and the mother was more concerned about getting her hair washed than her underneath and that's what she was more upset about because she can she said, i couldn't wash my hair but, and then <laughs> you remember the, that advert and it used to be it's about uh, the, the mum is outside and it's like what do you do and she, she's going to ring up for money and it's like um the son comes out mum there's no hot water again and then she like things go through her brain and then she goes oh well you just can't have a wash today i thought 
Fucking boil the kettle. Which means you can't have to wash the tea. I mean, no. that's always. Okay, I'm and then my, my dad, <laughs> but you understand those maths, those maths. And these are people that want uh, want to make decisions, want to tell me oh, why you don't fucking change your bedsheet. <laughs> anyway, glad, my glad is um, that my nephew, my 13-year-old nephew, has a T-shirt line. I'm so proud of him. Oh, Chop. Times ten, which is kind of like chop time, chop life, but like you know, like as much as possible kind of thing. And yeah, he's just launched it. And if you want to support him, you yeah. can go to chopx10.bigcartel.com and get yourself the t-shirt. Well, well done, well done, well done. Has he got an Insta page or anything as well? Uh he does. But... It's alright. I'll go to the website. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I love hearing stuff like that. That's so so good. good. Well done, nephew. Thanks. So good. Welcome to the family. <laughs> um, Auntie Farah. Um, I've got a few. So I'm sad, like Auntie Nana, about the, the um dad in Wilsdon who was killed when he was defending his son. I, I'm I'm very sad about that. I'm also sad and mad about the number of black boys that are being abducted at the moment um, in South London. I'm saying South London, I think it's not just South London. Um, there was a young boy who was uh, an 11-year-old boy. There was an attempted abduction of him, but he ran to a park and basically got to a bunch of teenagers and were like, help me, help me. It turns out that his mother was, is an actress from Line of Duty. And, she, and basically when she went to the police and she was talking to them about this, they initially tried to fob her off. And I don't know if it's that when they found out that she was in profile, they then worked on it. But um, I'm just sad that this is happening more frequently and mad and that no one is reporting it. And like, but yet for all you're putting arches up. I don't know. It's just infuriating to me. Um, what am I glad about? I'm just glad to be here. I, I'm actually, I'm actually glad that um, my brother's okay because my brother had a, an accident yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. My eldest brother, and he's okay. He's just a little bit bruised, and he had to have a, you know, it, we got a call. He lives in LA. It could have been horrible, but it, it's not too bad. And I'm also glad that one of my youngest brothers is his birthday today. So big up, Kieran, aka <laughs> Chronicles of Narnia. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kieran. Um, I'm also sad. I read the same account that Auntie Nana was talking about, and that was just horrifying. So that made me sad about the man who lost his life in Wilsdon. Um, yeah. But also, a more frivolous sad, my daughter's grandma's on her dad's side birthday yesterday, so we had family time. And um, I have a little thing, because my favourite, this is a very silly story, well, it's not. Um, when I was fostered, when I was my first foster family, I, from what I remember, the granny used to make coffee walnut cake, and that was always been my favorite cake in life. Um, and then one day I bought it and brought it to mum, and she liked it. And I never knew because she doesn't really like sweet things. This is my little thing. So when I got there, I was like, well, excited. I got my little coffee walnut cake. Why was there already a coffee walnut cake in the house? <laughs> and my daughter, when she got there before me, she's gone and bought a coffee walnut cake. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, that's my thing. And she was like, well, mommy, I'll put your name on it. I was like, no, this is my thing. But everyone now buys mum's special. <laughs> <laughs> 
So when I bought the coffee walnut cake, I was like, mum, I'm taking back my coffee walnut cake because actually now you've got three and you're not going to eat all of them. Um, my mum didn't mind, she didn't mind. And um, she's got bare cake and plus she had a beautiful, massive birthday cake. Like I'm taking back my coffee walnut cake. She goes, no, I understand, I understand. But now I'm mad, I'm sad because I've got coffee walnut cake and I'm trying to keep trim because we've got wedding dresses to fit into, bridesmaid dresses to fit into later on in a couple of months. I don't need coffee walnut cake in my house. Anyway, that's my sad. Um, my mad, a, people sit, a man sat next to me on the tube the other day. I'm like, are you all right? And I was so vexed because it's like, you know, tubes are starting to get a little bit more packed. So my strategic move wouldn't have worked. So I kind of like, I have to stay there. You're actually getting on my nerves. And I gave him the hard look, but I don't look crazy as well. So I'm mad. People don't sit next to me. I'm, and I'm mad at myself for not putting my bag next to me to make, like, make it clear. And if you want, I'll take off my jacket and put it on the side next to me. If I need to make it explicitly clear, don't sit next to me yet. Um, and don't. And I'm glad. This is a wicked, this is a wicked glad. And I repent, kind of. Bill Gates and his wife have split up. Um, now <laughs> that's going to be my mind. That they got divorced. So sometimes now, yeah, I'm just waiting for her to spill <laughs> gallons of tea. I want tea. I want her to tell them, come on now, spill it. Because she made, there's a statement, something about the point where, you know, she's she was a stay-at-home mum and she struggled with being a stay-at-home mum. So then she started to put herself into business. She's some sort of feminist and stuff for that type of stuff and about women needing to be equal. So I feel like, there might be cracks. I want to know if it's iron, 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 I can't say the word. Irreconcilable differences. Yeah, that's what they said. So that's what I'm saying. So this means you might get tea and then we'll get the truth of what the hell he's doing, minding African business and not his own business. So yeah, they've said I'm, that it could be the most expensive since Jeff Bezos and that he's, well, second, and that I, he's worth... 93 billion pounds. They've been together money. for 27 years. And it's a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Let them money bags fly. But I know I, mean, I know this is not going to be his downfall. I'm sure it's not. However, I what I want is her to go red table talks. Don't find <laughs> the table yet, Nicola. Red table talks and say, yes, my life as the wife of a you know what I want to say. Anyways, that's my glad. I if don't Mm -hmm. What's that director's name again? Woody, the one that Woody married Allen. his... Woody Allen. Yeah, he gives me Woody Allen vibes as well. Because yeah. he, he looks like... He looks like same, well. It's yeah. like you and Woody Allen could be brothers. You're from that yeah. same clique. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. spilling some sort of tea. I'm telling you, the wife, she is. Yeah. It's not going to be real, though. Like, no, I know. Remember, it is called the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I know, I know. The same cloth. I know. I just want to revel in a little bit of gladness because I know it's all nonsense and nothing's <laughs> going to come out. She's probably NDA'd and signed up to the tits and she knows what side her bread's buttered on. She'll give a little bit. She'll give she's a just as evil. She wants to know women. We know. We know. She was talking about let's vaccinate and, and let's get, let vaccinate all the black people and yeah. they're having I just want, I want, I want the split to open tickle maybe it might be bill like oh my god i was under control by this woman and now i can speak something please give me some tea i'm just glad because no <laughs> anyway auntie nana what's your I, I read um ronald's given us a sad oh, yes, my gosh, yes my gosh yes my okay gosh. so ronald said no sad but i'm mad that one of the black jurors in the chauvin trial may have placed the verdict in jeopardy by not saying that he had been to a protest in a t-shirt that said Black Lives Matter and get your knees off my, our necks. 
at jury selection, he answered no to questions about protests. That oh. may be a reason for mistrial. I'm glad that I got my first COVID shot last week. Mm, controversial. I saw something about a black juror. I just saw it on YouTube. I didn't know. I just thought they were talking because I've seen the the defend the prosecution team, you know, the lawyers talking. I haven't gone to watch that. I was going to, and I saw a black juror. Please don't. I mean, anyway, pantomime, pantomime. Yes, pantomime. If it's true, they planted him. Yeah. Because it was a case of, let's find him guilty so there's no riots. Yeah. And then if it's true, we're going to plant a black man who's yeah. done this so that we can say that it's a black man's fault. Yeah. Blatantly. Yeah. Pantomime, pantomime, pantomime. Okay. So I, I have a really quick um, unpopular opinion. Um, it may not even be that unpopular, but my unpopular opinion is I have been really missing Donald Trump. Um, oh, I am. I'm just, I'm just, I'm missing him from the oh, news cycle. Man. I'm missing his antics. I feel like. I really appreciated now that he's gone his cloak and dagger style of racism like this undercover watery slivery slimy democrat racism is like just it's infuriating but I found his style funny like an inappropriate joke so yeah that's my unpopular opinion I am missing Donald Trump if he wants to come back if somehow I could fly a vote over I would consider it I'll get out of here. Listen, go on Twitter. You'll get your fill of him because he's still, even though he's not on Twitter, there's enough Fox News reporters that are giving him all the props. And no, you, nobody's like the real Don. No, you know. I don't, don't. I gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Um, that was your. Aunt, <laughs> that was your I think you need therapy. Seriously, man. We. Like, I mean, I I like yeah. controversy. I like being challenged. I like seeing the openness of. And we're not even allowed to discuss it. I just have to leave you. It's all right. I know, just, just leave it. That's the end of it. Your aunties could never. This was a marathon. Thank you for tuning yeah, in. Yeah, this was a long air show. We might have to reschedule things afterwards. However, thank you for watching Your Aunties Could Never, episode 60. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We are on YouTube. We are on Instagram. Follow us everywhere. And, and Uncle Jeff Schumann said, how can you support us? Just spread the word. Uncle Jeff, people, share the thing. Tell your people to tell your people to tell your people that this is a fantastic podcast and you get your life from us because we are lively, wonderful women who know everything. Um, we are back on Tuesdays, 5pm UK time. You can watch us back and you can listen back to us. We're on all popular listening platforms. And that's it. Thank you. <laughs> that was Auntie's good. Yeah. Hey, Auntie, no, 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 no,